What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. New, 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 new world order. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Roski. All right. We back in here with another great show for you today. And if you missed the after service, all right, if you missed the overtime, we was Liddy over there on kick.com, and the link should be in the description box below. We had over 1,000 members of the coach gang, or maybe some new people over there. We don't know, but we invaded over there. We invaded kick, and it was Liddy. It was Liddy over there. We had a great time. Uncut and unfiltered and raw. We talked about the fresh and fit Nick, um, Nick Fuente situation over there. We were over there having fun. And of course, they new, 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 new world. They order. found me over there. All right. They found me over there. Mm. They got after me, man. New, 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 new world order. No matter where I go, they be after a brother out there because they know. <laughs> How many N words did I drop over there? It was crazy. I appreciate everybody that came over to kick. Um, I'm probably going to do that two or three times in the week overtime special and uh look forward to that if you yeah we took over the set if you want to get over there man get over there there's the place should be in the description box i appreciate everybody that came over to join us we had fun all right we had fun anyway he says i couldn't even last an hour i tried all right boy anyway we got a great show for you lined up today the main event one of the main events is going to be actress uh, right, my screen is large right now. I don't know what's going on. Actress Tori Spelling is about to be in these streets. In these streets. All right, let's go ahead and show you a preview of what's going on. Amid divorce filing, Tori Spelling's about to hit these streets, spending time in a no-tell motel holiday and say what? If you don't know, man, Tori Spelling is uh, definitely one of these people who she she had it made. She was a daughter of mogul uh, Aaron Spelling, who produced, you know, uh, shows like Dynasty, I believe, and Knott's Landing. I believe that was Aaron Spelling. Beverly Hills 90210, which she was an actress on. She proceeded to inherit only a small bit of his $56 million fortune and is running into some financial issues. And, of course, is in a marriage that just probably is about to end. And she about to hear in these streets. In these streets. She out here living in a California Momo. And as you guys know, we love the Momo. We love the snooty fox. We love the stankin' tankin'. We love the shady pines. And, of course, <laughs> we know what goes in the hotel motel because hotel everybody mm. all right but we're gonna cover that story because we're not making fun of the situation here this is how uh dastardly divorce can play and she apparently has her five children in the motel all right and so we're gonna go over here we're not gonna try to get the kids involved but this is how kind of marriage and divorce could go south and we know you know i'm not anti-marriage and a lot of people might uh think that but the problem is the problem is when it goes bad, nobody got no help for you. Ninja, you in a motel. Mm. All right. So we're going to cover that. And um, we do have an announcement 
that we do want to make here. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I, I meant to pull it up and I forgot. Uh, but apparently, your, uh, I'm, I'm going to pull it up right here. Apparently, let me see if I can get the video set up. Uh, apparently, Hafiz is saying goodbye to the roommates. Uh, new, 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 new world. I feel sad to report this, uh, Hafiz. You know, I didn't mean to do anything. I didn't mean any harm. But uh, apparently, there's a goodbye message on the roommates channel. Uh, he did throw a shot at your boy CGA and call me a World Wrestling Federation superhero. But hey, we all got to go sometimes. And Hafiz, it was nice knowing you. And I do would like to bring you on here. But of course, I had to. I had to put you in the tombstone. I had to put you on the tombstone pile driver, but we'll ring the bell for your brother again. And uh, Hafiz, it was good. Uh, I'm glad you're leveling up and finding your past or your path here. And, uh, you know, I wish you good luck. But, uh, yeah, we'll just go have to ring the bell. Moment of silence. Indeed. All right. A moment of silence all right for your boy oh man you know uh this should be a warning sign for people who want to i want to debate cga okay i'm gonna have to let y'all know all right i don't play around your career might be affected drastically if you come on to any platform ninja i'm just it can't happen to you it can't happen to you and if you already irrelevant it ain't even I ain't even as as um as I man my man Mac Ten said about Sin Dog from Cypress Hill, and Sin Dog so whack he ain't worth dissing. You ninjas need to listen. If you are already irrelevant, I don't even want, need no smoke from you. I'm not trying to make your career. All right, I'm trying to take people with careers and then put them in the tombstone. <laughs> All right, if you're struggling to get views, I don't even need to talk to you right now. But anyway, uh, anyway. You know, it could happen to the best of us. So, uh, listen, I, I keep my ego in check as well. So, uh, anyway, let's get into the show. We got uh, Dollar Sign on the tour, UCGA on the Cash App, Vimo Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that should be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. All right. uh, Let me get to some earlier contributors and then we'll keep it moving. CGA is the GOAT. Says, love CGA raw. And uh, he says, was a huge success. Over 1,000 live viewers. He says, I hope the kick platform gives you some equity because it's going to explode. He says, will you have $4.99, $19.99, and $49 monthly memberships? All right, I'm going to check it up. Uh, Henry Brazilian was on my neck on Locals trying to tell me to do this and do that. Ninja, Ninja, back up. No, I'm just playing. I appreciate the help, Henry. But, uh, yeah, man, we're going to do all of those things over there. We'll develop it and cultivate it over there. We'll massage it and get it going. I appreciate everybody that came over there for the debut uh, over on at the after party over on Kick. Brown 310 says those 304s winning, coach. Yes, they do. And, um, guys. Man, age is a mother sucker out here. Even myself, man, I got to be conscious of what I'm doing out here in these streets because in these streets, ladies, y'all don't be seeing it coming. Do we have any ladies that are like 50 years and up? All right. You guys don't have it. Um, We do have. I forgot we had a coat. We had a sponsorship from this morning. 
we got our man big rod miller in the building with a co with a sponsorship and i missed this earlier in the morning he sponsored i didn't give him the credit and he deserved the credit so i'm gonna do that and give him the credit okay uh but ladies uh age is age is gonna hit you in the face young men too my young lions out there young lions when you advance age, I hope you're ready for age, <laughs> okay? Because age does not play. If you take this life as a game, you will get you will get messed up because there's not a lot of time for you to recover. This is why I'm very hyper vigilant in getting men to understand. Make it happen as early as possible. Kind of think of what you want to do. Uh, don't be a drifter. Wait for my book to come out, man. The second, the third book. It's really the fourth book, but um. Wait till this book comes out. I'm letting you guys know, man, to get on it because I am. Thank you, brother, for rooting for me. I am a pre I'm approaching 50 years old and uh, sometimes I feel it. <laughs> All right. Sometimes I feel it. And it's like the grind. You know, how do I want to do? Where do I want to go? How how long do I want to do YouTube um, and streaming stuff? I'm having fun with it now. And uh, yeah, man, you can't replace the years where you have strength and vigor and ambition you can't replace those years so you got to be like on it now on it now <laughs> brother he says my hip is shutting down you know where i feel it like the most is like my knees and ankles <laughs> my knees and ankles need to get that uh glucosamine going shout out to phil Stan, he says, uh, being a great coach guide to us divorced men and young bucks coming up. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother, for the that PayPal uh, love over there. And uh, yes, I'm providing that guidance for you. Again, I don't want to scare you away from marriage, but if you are in a position where you don't have leverage, be careful. Shout out to Jonathan D. Pause. He says, Coach, have you seen the music video Peach and Eggplants by Young Nutty and 21 Savage? Super catchy song, but when you see the video, you'll agree with me when I say the community is done and finished. Man, shout out to the pro bliggity blacks. How do y'all feel about that when we say the community is done? It is a wrap over there. Um, it's it's very difficult. It's very difficult for me to stay in the community. Ring the bell on the community. I'm gonna check that video out, but um. And a lot of other communities about the middle class community about to be a wrap. <laughs> what are we doing here? Let me check uh, what do we got going on here. Okay. All right. Okay. Nobody over on Venmo, but it's okay. It's early in the week. Signed early in the week. We got our brother Corey is in the building. Love what you do, brother. Appreciate you. Corey's in the building. And that's not spelled traditionally. So I appreciate that. Rational Rationality says called out of work to test drive a Juco Lingling. You stayed off of work. You must be going rounds with her. <laughs> you must be going rounds with the Lingling. All right. Shout out to Gunslinger says signed up for kick just for that unfiltered CGA. Please do more of those men. Hold the line. Winter is here, gents, and it is time to pay the piper. All right. Shout out to you. Yes, we'll do probably two. I'm um, for sure two a week. Maybe three if I'm feeling good. Okay. Um, and kick is in the link. Is it is it in the description box? It should be in the description box. But um, I had to sign up on the, the notorious CGA. 
kick.com backslash the notorious CGA. If you see any other profiles, it's fake. Let's get into today's show. What are we doing? Straggle and Sniggle Theater to open it up. And let's get into it. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? <laughs> what? All right. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, let's see here. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We do have how many things on Straggle and Sniggle? Uh, we got one, two, three, four, five. Okay. We got some young thotties on today. We got some young hottie thotties. Let's take you to, we got to name this city, man. What country ass area is this? Let's go ahead and roll it. It says my neighbor is so lazy. Let's see what's going on here. My man is mowing the lawn in the minivan. All right. Is this ingenious or lazy? I'm going to say, man, I don't even think you're getting a good mow here. I mean, it's kind of bumpy. <laughs> okay. What city is this? This is a this is absolutely disgraceful. This is either ingenious or disgraceful. Take a look here. This, this lawnmower jumping up and down. I got to tell you, man, if you got to get the job done quick, I think this is quite ingenious. But it could be like, I don't think this is lazy because it doesn't look like this. This house is look like a, it's boarded up. All right. And this is just probably an extra piece of property. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think they set that up. I think they set that up. This is absolutely a disgrace. All right. And anyway, what are we doing? This is crazy. So, uh, <laughs> I got to give it to him. It might be a genius. Like if you only got a couple minutes, you only got a couple minutes. All right. People got Gary, Indiana. We got Milwaukee checking in places outside of Iowa. Um, Somebody said bad sighting explanation. We got Portland, Portland, Oregon, Detroit, North Carolina. Okay. All right. Memphis. People got Mississippi. The SIP is in the building. Hey, man, listen, <laughs> I'm thinking Alabama. That looks like some Alabama, but, um, I got a question there uh, related to this. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right, let's go with the next one. Apparently, we have women calling each other out for dressing inappropriately out in public. This is a straggle and sniggle episode by Trendy Topics Tiff. All right, uh, the, a woman runs the page, and we have a young, we got a woman, a straggle, that's in a bonnet, and we'll proceed from there. She has on. Yeah, I can't believe she would come out the house like that. Oh, Ratchet, right baby, baby, look. What? And we got a thick, juicy black Afro Latina and a muscular, muscular ninja showing his teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. And so the ninja got a do rag on and um and a tank top and and Timberland boots. All right, let's go from here. Look at her. Ugh. Wait, hold on. You got a bonnet on though. Okay, but at least I got dressed. Look, she got a bonnet on. The audacity of her to even come out looking like that. Lee, what are you talking about? You got pajamas on in the grocery store. What are you talking about? So, at least I did my hair and my makeup. Come on. Whoever that Latina chick is, the light skin, the butterscotch chick, I'm folding. Hey, y'all. It's 
every Ola girl. I'm so girl, I see you in so many years. You looking good. Thank you. Is this like a satin icy blue? I'ma think so. Girl, it's looking good against your skin. Okay. But that bonnet, girl, where you get that from? Walmart. We're <gasps> going to Walmart. I want one. They got them on sale. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, good seeing you, girl. You too. You look good. Thank you. All right, and the Pookies, the Pookies and the Tyrones, lucky to have a woman here. Who who's dressed appropriately in this skit here? I can't roll I just it. Said I don't. I can't roll it back, but I can do it with the volume here. Uh, Tiffany, wait a minute. What is this? Tiffany is super thick. What is going on with my thing here? All right, so this sister is super super thick. My lord, have mercy! And she got a bonnet on, and this Latina chick is definitely a gordita. All right, and she got. And what's going on here? Like, which one of these, <laughs> which one of these people are dressed appropriately? I only really think one person is really dressed appropriately for public. This ninja right here looked like he's gonna jack somebody for show. Straight jacking. All right, or he's gonna be in a prawn movie. He must be a prawn star. But uh, uh, which one of these people are representing the best? All right, the do rag, do rag ninja. Um, whoever this Latina chick is, my, my, my. All right. She definitely could come over for Tuesday. All right. Now she definitely Tuesday material. <laughs> What's going on there? All right. What do we got next? We got, um, oh, bottle service girl. When they realize they ain't built for OnlyFans. So let's go ahead and check this out right here. This woman says, I'm on the verge of getting my real estate license. Of course, that's a great transition from OnlyFans content because only 1% of girls on OnlyFans content makes significant amount of money. And uh, take a look at this. We got tears, bottle service girls, when they realize they ain't built for OnlyFans. I'm on the verge of getting my real estate license. <laughs> Is that what everyone does when their dreams are crushed? I feel like that's like the only that's the only way out <laughs> I don't want to do that can you even picture me selling houses hi welcome in here's the kitchen <laughs> here's the bathroom oh. do you like it do you want to buy it this oh. is my entire job is just doing that and oh. then the other stuff that's boring Oh. I'm sorry, no offense to you guys, but that sounds so boring. Oh boy. This is reprehensible, man. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, listen, these girls got it hard out here, man. Nowhere to go but the hoe. All over a hoe. <laughs> hey man, they winning out here though. All right, these hoes winning though. I think she's gonna be in trouble. She's gonna be in trouble. She doesn't know where she wants to go and what she wants to do with life. She's already busted it wide open and taken plenty of pipe on camera. She's messed with sex toys. She didn't become rich and famous. Now she has to do real estate and she has no. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, real estate is one of those things. They're going to forever be unemployed unless she have a client. I actually worked in real estate and luckily I kept my day job when I worked in real estate or I would have went broke. <laughs> All right. Try to do that job. Um, not a lot of business. You do have times where it's a buyer's market and a seller's market. And a lot of young girls, nice young piece of peace lead, will come in and they'll be like, I'm pretty. I'll be a real estate agent. <laughs> well, she can do real estate prawn. 
she can do real estate prime and maybe blow up on the internets for about six weeks and then have to figure out how to make some money. But the whole thing, we got them tears out here and uh, they be like, I'm winning out here. I'm strong and independent. I don't need no man. And then be at home crying like Stewie. And those are real tears right here. These are real tears because her whole eyeballs are lit up. Especially when you're talking about pale skins. All right, pale skins, man. You can tell when they really crying. They hold, she hold, her whole uh, sinus is lit up. All right, like a Christmas tree. All right, let's play it again just so we can laugh at these tears. Real estate license. <laughs> is that what everyone does when their dreams are crushed? I feel like that's like the only. Oh, yep. She ain't got no option. Uh, come get a couple of dollars. I got money. You can get a couple of dollars. Nowhere to go. Hey, man, I'm telling you, man, we have misled women in America. This woman should be somebody's wife. Instead, she a hoe. Mm. I mean, go have some babies. You know what I mean? Like these women get to they get to the end. And then they never be like, okay, I'll just be a wife and the kids. You know what I mean? I'll go marry, find the love of my life, serve my husband. That's never an option, is it? They just be like, I don't know where to go. They be stuck, paint themselves in a corner, and then they just be like, I don't know what to do. Unbelievable. Uh, listen, this is why men celebrate feminism tears. <laughs> That's the only way out. What? <laughs> oh no you already dropped that neck and the makeup is running here i don't want to do that can you even picture me selling houses they they get lost they just lost these are lost souls out here like she's like what else can i do real estate <laughs> mm. like you ain't gonna think about i got money dropping neck all right you know what i mean you ain't gonna think about getting wiped up yeah learn the code i mean just Maybe work construction, nothing. Get your ass in the kitchen. Jesus, get your ass in the kitchen. You bitch, you bitch. Damn, man, get the feet out barefoot and pregnant. Let's go. Let's start knocking. Let's get this shit knocked up. I ain't got nowhere else to go. Hi, welcome in. Here's the kitchen. Here's the bathroom. Look at she dead on the inside, brother man. Hey, look at dead on the inside. No real work out here. No real work. Do you like it? Do you want to buy it? This is my entire job. Is just doing that and oh. then other stuff that's boring. Oh yeah, you're gonna be sick of paperwork. Oh, the humanity. Because when you sell real estate, you got to market. I mean, I don't. Know, it's a sales job. You got to market yourself. <laughs> And I could tell she broke out here because her hair dye job. And I don't know. This black hair and pale skin ain't working for you. You're looking like Wednesday Adams. Yes. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Yeah. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. All right. The natural hair is coming in at the top. It's all dark. The hair dye at the back. Walmart hiring. Sorry, no offense to you guys, but that sounds so boring. Yeah, you're gonna have to become somebody's wife. You're gonna get have to hey man. It is what it is. Oh, Wednesday Adams is having a breakdown at 22 years old. Hey, I can help you out. I can help you out if you if you need you need a couple of dollars. All right. What are we doing here? We're going to oh man, this is disgraceful. All right, we got more straggles coming up.
we have young straggles, all right, bragging about doing, and we got brothers out here. What are we doing? What is this site called? Yeah, that brother's starving. Omegle, Omegle, Omegle. Omegle is a uh, place, I think it was popular maybe about 10 years ago. Maybe, no, maybe more like five, six years ago. And mostly young people do it. And what happens is you basically pop up on someone's feed. You're just sitting there and then somebody will pop up and you can't control who pops up. You can either leave or stay and talk. And it's for five minutes. So you talk to somebody, a stranger for five minutes. I think you can pop out of there too. So I don't think they really do it. They probably have it still going now, but apparently these young thotties right here, look at these young thotties. Okay. Okay. And these ninjas right here, and look at these ninjas right here when they popped up. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> these brothers starving, brothers like. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Now, these brothers should have dipped out of there real quick because they look like 15 to 17. And these girls look like underage 13-year-olds. All right, so what are we doing? Let's hear what these young bodies got to say to these ninjas. Um, and they're going to be starving after they hear this. That's crazy. What's up? Okay, so I'm not on birth control. All the times that I've done that, I've never used a condom. And I'm 15. What the fuck? No. Oh, I feel greasy. What? I don't know something that's crazy. Okay, so um, you can tell she's young. She got braces. She says she's 15. And uh, these brothers don't look 15, although they might be overgrown 15-year-olds. I'm not sure. But she decided to either prank them or trick them or brag. She says, all the time, all the times I've had sex, I've never used a condom and got skeeted in and all of this stuff. All for, all for these Tyrones and Pookies. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're already getting started young, and I've been warning you of that, so I'm trying to warn you guys out here. Watch out for dating apps. Watch out for girls like this. They they getting started crazy young. All right, and so these guys right here, she's trying to do this. Like, if you were a regular basic guy, a nerdy guy, a lame, she wouldn't have said all of those things to you, but she's trying to entice these brothers here. That she's trying to entice them. And um, this is what they be doing when they have their friends over and they close the door and they be in there sniggling. They get these Tyrone. It's too easy to meet guys like this on the internets these days. And these ninjas is like, holy moly. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> All right, so watch out for these people out here. You do have this going on. This is the world of social media. All right, let's play it again. What? What's up? Okay, so I'm not on birth She's proud of herself, too. She's proud of herself. And look at her whole 304 friend right here. Ay, yeah, yeah. Protect your protect yourselves. And I'm 15. This girl, like, girl, girl. She like, you lying. What the f All right, so watch out out here, man. And I'm gonna take you to another young body out here. Now, this one's already broke down. In these streets, as you guys can tell, in these streets, she's gone to the streets full time. I'm going to the streets. End of story. End of story. All right. So let's take you to this one right here. Watch out. Um, this could happen on your trips to Figueroa. This is from Tales from the Streets. Are you wait? 
This is from Tales from the Street. I'm going to the streets. End of story. And uh, this one right here ended up in these streets. And let's tell how she ended up here. Here we go. Here we go. An arrangement. I had a profile on there. And I was going to meet this man. You were only 16 at the time? Yes. I, of course, he didn't know that. I didn't say that. I didn't, you know. I didn't let the site know that. I didn't let anybody know that. But, yeah, I was 16 at the time. And I had this grand idea that that's what I was going to go and do. Uh, seeking arrangement. I had a profile on there. And I was going to meet this man. And you were only 16 at the time? Yes. I, of course, he didn't know that. I didn't say that. I didn't, you know. I didn't let the site know that. I didn't let anybody know that. But, yeah, I was 16 at the time. And I had this grand idea that that's what I was going to go and do. Now, remember, guys, I've been warning you, warning you, warning you. So, apparently, she had a grand idea to join a dating app. And, of course, the dating app is one of the junior colleges that we talk about. Be very careful. Always check ID. You never really know. And uh, people don't think that this happens. People think that with social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, OnlyFans, they all think strippers, you guys all think that girls are waiting till they turn 18 to sign up. I'm going to wait till I turn 18. They don't. They start way early. They start early exploring it. And then they then turn 18 and they've already had some experiences. Watch out. Watch out. I've been telling you, this is what is going on out here. Okay. Now, I don't know what percentage, but it's going on out here. Here we go. Uh, seeking arrangement. I had a profile on there and I was going to meet this man. And you were only 16 at the time? Yes. I, of course, he didn't know that. I didn't say that. I didn't, you know, I didn't let the site know that. I didn't let anybody know that. But yeah, I was 16 at the time and I had this grand idea that that's what I was going to go and do. Uh, yeah, it's getting bad out here. It's getting bad. And so you got to protect your neck out here. <laughs> oh my. And she already looked run through. So she already looked like she works for where. But that straggling sniggle theater today, protect your neck. Ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Uh, one one guy on our um on our locals shared a story about his 19-year-old neighbor who he caught jumping out of a van um, driven by a middle-aged white guy. And he actually caught a glimpse of it. He caught a little bit of a video and photo. But um, he said, had he not been on the dark side, he would have been completely ignorant to what was going on. But she jumped out of a work van and uh, she lives with her parents and he lives next door to her. And shout out to him. I think that's our brother, JC. And he's over on Locals. And... um. And uh, he shared a video. He was like, now that he's on the dark side, he can see clearly what it is. If you're not on the dark side, you would have kind of just blew it off. You would have been like, "What? what's going on there? But now that you know what we know, now you can see it for what it is. And you're like, wow, crazy. All right, shout and do your neighbors. If you're not on, if you're not on locals, if you're not on coachgregadams.locals.com, you don't know what's going on out here. Uh, we hip you in onto what's going on out here, what to look for, how to stay. So I said she is on the site. Oh, for sure. Um, and uh, it is what it is. He says, when you see it, you can't unsee it. Uh, anyway, let me check up on the apps before we can keep the show moving. Shout out to Chief for site. Is that what it is? We'll call you Chief. And shout out to you. Thank you for that contribution right here. And that's a co-sponsorship. 
He says, I, a contribution to CGA for the JUCO out here. Of course, there's barbecue. There's barbecue in there. In there. All right. Um, let me see here. Somebody says you should do, Bob says you should do a sound beat about the Puerto Rican who went crazy over the D. He says, I, listen, the problem is I got to beep it out. He says, the D make me do that in my soul and whatever. He says, did you went crazy about the P? Okay. Um, I got to find the only thing is there's so much cursing in it that I might have. To, I can't I can't play too many things that just cursing all the way through. But shout out to that Puerto Rican. Um, if she does want to look me up, I'll be there. All right. I'll be there for that Puerto Rican. All right. <laughs> the Empire, the Empire podcast. He says thoughts on double dating. Nah. Mm. <laughs> all right. Double dating. The only time I would double date is if I was married and I went with another married guy and his wife. All right. Just because I don't want to go out with my wife. I think I don't even know what the benefit of double dating would be. I mean, maybe if you're like 16 or 18. And y'all trying to share the bill. Yeah, I don't I don't even know about double dating. I think that's something for young people. By the way, I forgot. I forgot to tell you. Okay, at that young wife, remember that wife that was divorced and she was looking for a man? She was earlier today. She was like, I'm not built for this. I forgot to tell you guys, these old people dating are despicable. Dating's not for old people. When are we going to learn this? Dating's for young people. Dating's for men and women, boys and girls. Dating's really for teenagers. Okay, but I'll give you an extension somewhere up until 22, 23, 24, maybe for the woman. Once you get to about 25, it starts to pack that shit up. Now, if you're well in your 30s and you're dating, this is a disgrace. Dating is where you're in your 40s dating. Jesus Christ, really? We should just sit there. Just sit there. Hi, how you doing? What are you looking for, bitch? All right. Okay, I don't want, I don't got it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I don't got time to be playing around with this shit like, or she could be like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a ring in six months. Okay, that ain't me. And then move the hell on. If you guys want to have sex, hi, how are you? Let's have sex. Okay, you're good. Okay, go ahead and bend it. Grab your ankles. All right. That <laughs> Dating is for people under 25. That is my opinion. And I have strong opinions about this. It is a waste of time to be keep, keep getting ready. Oh, perhaps. Uh, perhaps this will be a good date. This is the woman getting ready. Perhaps this will be a good date and I'll meet the love of my life. This is like the 50, 11 time that she been out and I'm going to get ready and put on my nails and put on my eyelashes and do my hair. And he's going to meet me here. He has the plan. He's going to pick me up. And I'm not going to, he's not going to pick me up because I don't know where we, I don't want him to know where we, I live. I met this stranger on the internet. And then I'm going to meet him there and then he's going to be there and then he's going to pay for the date and then he's going to treat me and romance me and tell me what I want to hear. Mm. What? This shit is despicable. It's a disgrace. <laughs> okay. Like who think that that's going to happen? Odds are there's a 99% chance that that's not going to happen. And just like, all right, I met this girl on the internet. She's going to meet me tonight. I'm nervous. I'm going to send her plans so she knows I'm not a crazy guy. I'll send her my address and phone number. I'll send her a, a reference letter from 
from somebody that I previously dated that I broke it off and it went well with. Um, I'm going to show her I'm mentally stable. I'm going to pay for the dinner. I'm going to put on my tie. I'm going to get some flowers and chocolates and teddy bears. You meet her. I'm a little bit nervous. Hi, how are you? I'm Trevor. I'm Roger. Yes, have a seat. I'm going to pull out your chair. Have a seat. Push your chair in. Hi, how are you? What do you want? Order anything you want off the menu. All right, here you go. Yes, I will be interrupted 50 times at dinner. All right, this waitress, I'm talking to the broad here. All right, I got to show I'm mentally stable. No anger, no road rage. Hi, how are you? I'm going to listen to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you want to be? Okay, you want to be a human resource department director. Okay, great. You work 60 hours a week. You're a single mother of five kids. Okay, great. Okay, yeah, tell me more. All right, you're looking to be a wife. You're looking to settle down. Great, 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 great. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, good. Yes, I'm looking for a person just like you. I haven't gotten any luck here on this dating app at all. I haven't fornicated with anybody. All right, you're the first one I talked to. You're the first one I've taken out. Great. All right, what do you want? You want fantasy and romance. Let's go out to Costa Rica. All right, I'll pay for it. <laughs> Jesus. All right, good. Great. All right, are we in love? Okay, let's get together. All right, we've been in love for one week. Let's have a relationship. Let's delete our tenders and bumbles. <laughs> Jesus. Like, that's what they literally think is going to happen. Jesus Christ. This is a disgrace. Old people, stop dating. You guys are... Just mucking it up. Oh, here's the bill. $444. And you got leftovers for all of your kids. Don't worry about it. I like kids. I'm looking forward to be a stepdad, even though all of my kids are adults. I'll be a stepdad to your 9, 13, and 12-year-old. All right, here we go. Here, here's the bill right there. All right, as soon as I sign this bill, maybe perhaps we'll go to the motel and fornicate. Oh, no, I don't want to rush it too much. All right, I'll sign the bill. You got to get home to your babysitter. I'll throw a couple of dollars for you to get here. Give me your Venmo. I'll bait. I'll send you babysitting fees. Here we go. Oh, you say, okay, you're off here. There you go. All right. Bye-bye. I'll maybe see you again. <laughs> get on the phone. How was it here? Uh, how, how was our meeting? Uh, perhaps we'll meet next Tuesday. Oh, you're busy. What about Thursday? You're busy. What about Friday? Oh, you're going out with the girls. You're busy. And what about next Tuesday? You're busy. What about next Thursday? You're busy. <laughs> Are you really interested in me or not? I mean, this is a disgrace. <laughs> Man, who is going to do this shit over and over again? And who thinks it's going to work? If I keep being out here, it's going to work out. It's despicable. All right, listen. Leave dating to young people. Leave, <laughs> leave dating to young people. Let the people, let the teenagers go out, get banana spit splits, let them be uncomfortable and nervous, let them put their arm around you. Because when I go out and date, I just be like, yeah, uh, anyway, uh, did you enjoy your, you enjoy your drink? Good. Let's go back to my place. <laughs> right. I am not that kind of girl. I am not looking for anything like that. Okay. Well, anyway, check, please. Thank you very much. Have a good life. <laughs> all, right. all right have a good life please the hell is this shit this is disgrace you guys are making a mockery of dating and i've always said if you're good at dating that should be a red flag 
if a person is good at dating, that should be a red flag. I mean, why are they so good at dating? Dating to some would be awkward. But anyway. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. All right, what are we doing here? Okay, what is this? We got uh, Manchester the Motel. We're already at Tory Spelling. All right, so we got that. Dwight Howard pushing his son. And uh, realities of married life. What are we doing here? Let's see here. Um, uh, What is this show? Oh, Manchester Motel, we got to talk about this woman named Coco Lee and Tori Spelling. Apparently, there's a woman named Coco Lee. Let me get my sound effects ready. Um, You know, this is the current state of women. Sometimes, you know, this mental health thing getting out of control. So, singer, actress Coco Lee, her death at age 48 put spotlight on a not-so-happy Hong Kong. If you don't know about Coco Lee, she apparently was the voice actress for the Disney film Mulan. I believe it's what it was. Let me see if I got it right. She's 48 years old. She was taken to uh, she attempted to. OK, she suffered for years from years of depression. I'm not happy. <laughs> and uh, she had attempted to take her own life on Sunday. It says right here she was taken to Hong Kong's Queen Mary Hospital where she was unable to be resuscitated from a coma and passed away on the July uh, July 5th. Uh, here it is right here. Lee was moved to the U.S. Um, as a child. She released 18 albums in Mandarin, Cantonese, and English between the 1994 and 2013. And perhaps most well-known for being the first Chinese-American to perform at the Oscars. When in 2001, she sang A Love Before Time, which was featured on the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon album, which was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. I thought she was Mulan. Nope. I don't see it in here. All right. But somebody said it was Mulan. She was the voice of Mulan. Hold on for a second. Maybe I want to get this right. She was born the same year as me. All right. Let me see what here. Let's, let's play this film. How about we do that? All right. So here's what we're going to talk about here. Uh, we're going to find out what's going on, man. Why they ain't happy. All right. This says right here, Hong Kong singer. She deleted herself. All in the video. She in the spotlight. She had a nice piece of flatback, too. Oh, there it is right there. She was the voice of the heroine Fa Mulan in the Mandarin version of Disney's Mulan. So this is the Mandarin version. Okay. And she's seen the Mandarin version of the movie thing song Reflection. All right. There it is right there. And uh, look at that piece of thing right there. She looking good, too. All right, she looking good. So she she sung the Mandarin version of Mulan. I did see that. And she bring her began her sing, singing career in a competition first. She was 19 when she released her first album. And, of course, there she is right there. Uh-oh, she married Bruce Rockowitz. Bruce Rockowitz. Okay. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right. Bruce, she married Bruce Rockowitz, a Canadian businessman and the former CEO of Hong Kong supply chain company, Lee and Fung. All right. Here we go. And uh, Mr. Rockowitz got some explaining to do, but I don't want to say that right now. Uh, she has two stepdaughters from her marriage, Rockowitz. So he's older and she's a young piece of peace leave. So when did they marry? I'm pretty curious as to when they married. You know what I mean? Like, look at him, how he looking at her. He looking at her like he's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> All right. 
you're looking at her like she's he's starving and she she's like let me take these pictures okay that's something interesting there okay all right makeup and hair all right she flat backed it too she looking good oh well can't get none of that though can't get none y'all ready for this no all right she was born in hong kong moved to the u.s released some albums all right uh what's going on why she why she wasn't happy i'm not happy <laughs> why she wasn't happy all right all right boy i tell you man i don't know man this don't make no sense but uh you can't help people can't make people happy can't people make people happy out here brother it's rough out here for these people out here Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I ain't gonna bring that story up no more. New, 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 new world order. She only had stepkids. Maybe that's why she wasn't happy. Yeah, you run out of time. She probably looked at the clock and was like, "I'll have babies now." And Mother Nature was like, "Nope." Absolutely insane, man. Age catches up with women. They don't realize age. Age catches up with them. There are some women that do well with age, and a lot of women get really, really messed up. Let's go over to Tori Spelling. Um, amid a divorce, a divorce overnight, Tori Spelling has moved and went from mansions as a child to living in a no-tail motel with five of her kids. Mm. So this is how different, this is how difficult can divorce can be. Now, let's give you an update for the people who don't know. There's Tori. Let me see if I can give you an update. All right. And so this guy right here is called, his name is Aaron Spelling. He was a producer and uh, in Hollywood for a long time. New, 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 new world order. Hit shows like Knott's Landing, Dynasty, I believe, uh, 90210, Beverly Hills, any of those spinoff shows. And uh, Daddy had big money. And there's the flatback trophy wife. She definitely looked glazed over. And television producer, and there's Tori Spelling as a child. All right. And she was an actress on the show Beverly Hill 91210. But of course, time waits for nobody, and the wall is undefeated. The wall is undefeated. So she was the poor little rich girl, and she was the rich snobby girl that made it big because of her father was Aaron Spelling, right? And so she got put on TV shows. She actually has a great B movie about escorting that I saw years ago. All right. But it was like on the lifetime channel, but um, she was a college girl in this movie and she got hooked into escorting. It was interesting, but I caught it on lifetime long time ago by accident. And uh, yeah, by accident, but there she is with her kids. One, two, three, four, five kids living in a motel. God dang. Mm. It's rough out here. Now, we'll get down to the nitty-gritty. There she is right there coming down in the no-tail motel, loading up in the SUV out here, brothers. It is bad. It is bad out here, brothers. Look, man, listen, I've been down and out, too, so I ain't going to talk about it. Well, apparently, this is her husband currently, and they've been going through some financial strife, and we'll get down to the nitty-gritty. I'm, but I'm just showing you there. There they were in greater times when he was Chad. All right, so now there he is as a Chad. There she is as the poor little rich girl. Daddy died, and Daddy did her dirty. All right, so let's let's get into the show here. All right, Daddy did her somewhat dirty. Now, this is a blue chip moment for you. This is a legacy moment for you. I believe, let me see if I can, um, wait a minute, I'm showing the wrong thing here. I believe when the father died, he was worth $56 million. Let me see if I can get this right. I do have the story here. 
So she grew up in a mansion. Let's show let's show you. Let's show you where she used to live. This is where she grew up in. So just so you guys know. And the divorce has got her ass out down bad. So this is what she grew up in right here, brothers. Man, Lord have mercy. Look at this house right here. This is what, and yeah, 1980s money. This is what she grew up in. Now she's living in a motel, Ninja. Woo-wee! My Lord have mercy, brothers. That's that. In, that's that. This mansion is 160. Wait, this mansion is $165 million. She grew up in this. All right, so let me show you here. Apparently, what happened was the dad wasn't too confident that she would handle money. It says right here, Tori Spelling is seen staying at a $100 a night motel with her five kids amid Dean McDermott's marital strife after growing up in a $165 million home B. Hills Mansion with TV mogul father Aaron Spelling. Uh, let's see here. Let me get down to the nitty gritty here. All right. Aaron Spelling was worth $600 million when he died. When he died. Now she's 50 years old. Aaron Spelling, the father, left her $800,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legacy Ninjas. All right, so take a good look. This ninja basically gave her the minimum, the league minimum. Jesus. Now, the mother is still alive. The woman who is her mother is still alive. The one that was married to uh, Aaron Spelling is still alive. All right, and so we'll give you an update. But this man basically told her to kiss his ass when he died. He basically was like, kiss my entire ass. (laughs) He said, now I got to cut you. Wow. Aye, aye, aye. And it says right here, left her, it says right here, the 50-year-old reality star who famously inherited just $800,000 of the estimated $600 million fortune left by her late father checked into a Los Angeles area motel. Woo! And she smoked all that money up. I'm allegedly, allegedly, okay. Grew up in a mansion and uh, says right here, being pictured leaving a no-frills accommodation, which reportedly cost an estimated $100 a night, is a stark contrast to her luxurious life growing up in one of LA's most expensive mansions, dubbed The Manor. And it says right here, she appeared downcast. And I don't mean to show the kids here, but she's got a teenage daughter here. Ay, ay, ay. She's got a youngin and a teenage son. This is going to be a disaster. And it says right here, Tori appeared downcast outside the roadside hotel as she was accompanied by her five children. What are the five children doing there? Why don't they stay with the father? Where's the father? And she shares custody with her ex-husband, Dean. Now, if Dean had them five kids in a motel, his ass definitely would be no custody. And it says right here, 16-year-old Liam, well, I can't name the kids, but they got a 16-year-old, a 15-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Well, I can tell you where the 15-year-old is going to be in a few years. All right, so, um, and it won't be with money, but she will have her own broadcast, I'm pretty sure. All right, she would have her own broadcast. That 15-year-old probably has a future. But um, listen, I didn't say that. I'm just telling you what probably is going to happen. 
But uh, let's go ahead and figure out what happened. We'll do it like this here. Somebody says, stop having kids for real. They was popping out kids left and right. And she don't even look like it. All right, so let's let's check in on Tori Spelling's mother. Tori Spelling's mother. Candy Spelling says, I'm here for Tori after Dean McDermott split. So this is how um, divorce can mess up your finances. Let me go down. This is Dean McDermott. Look at this. In better times, guys. Not my girl. Not my wife. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And, of course, Barbie and Ken get married, and it doesn't end up working. But he put a lot of babies in her body. Here's his Instagram. This is Dean McDermott's Instagram. It's with great sadness and a very, very, very heavy heart that after 18 years together and five amazing children, that at Tory Spelling and I have decided to go our separate ways and start a new journey of our own. We will continue to work together as loving parents and guide and love our children through this difficult time. We ask that you all respect our privacy as we take this time to surround our family with love and work out our way through this. Thank you for all of your support and kindness. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, man. And there's the wonderful family right there. Uh, there they are in better times right there. And uh, let's talk about it. This is going to be the mother right there. She does look familiar. So we saw this earlier. Well, the mother is like, I'm going to help you out. Let's see if there's TMZ footage here. We break the stories the world wants to talk about first. Oh. Accurate. I guess there's not TMZ footage. Is this the story or is this an app? Crawling stories from the heart of yeah, what is this, man? Give me, give me the story. Let's see if she's outside. They show an adverts. Maybe this is no story. Okay, what is this shit? Okay, here we go. Fair use. Hi guys, hi Candy, hi Josh. Hi. Listen, how's Tori doing? She's doing great. Yeah, her and Dean are always breaking up and getting back together. Is this the real deal this time? I don't know. I love my daughter and I support her and whatever she does. Is this for the best? You think? I support my daughter. What can? Uh, <laughs> man, the Pavarotti be on. The, they be on the ball. And uh, this one right here, she took control of that $600 million. The mom got the $600 million. It's like, whatever that bitch do. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, family ain't shit. All right, listen. Blue Chip Mindset, Legacy Ninjas, pay attention. This woman got the $600 million and left the daughter <laughs> with $800,000. And said, bitch, you on your own. Mom got that moon. Nay. And this is Josh Flagg. He's from the television show Millionaire Million, uh, Millionaire Listing. Something like that. Real estate guy. He's a real estate guy. And he might be reading Rainbow, but I don't know. But this woman got the bag and said, hey, I'll support you. I just ain't going to give you no money. He was like, that bitch useless. Hey, look, there used to be a time. There used to be a time where... And, and they probably still do this where rich people. Uh, yeah, he a rainbow soldier. <laughs> we'll get to that. There used to be a time where rich people will disown your ass. I disown you. I'm going to write you out of the will. But y'all poor and just like, we got to stay together for our family and we got to work it through and we got to make it happen. He says, why they hate her? I have no idea. But um, she was a spoiled brat, maybe. All right. And they saw that she was going nowhere. He was like, man, get this. All right. 
hey, by the way, if you do have a will and you happen to have some money legally and you can actually talk to your estate planner, which we tell you about on the money mindset, patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams. We are going to talk about that this weekend. At some particular point, you're going to have to leave your descendants something just so they don't keep um, your so they don't sue your estate thinking that it was a mistake. So sometimes you got to keep them, give them a little bit of money. Now, $800,000 against $600 million is a slap in the face. Give me the percentage. What is the percentage of, of $6 million? That I mean, $600 million, and you were left with 0.01% less than. <laughs> you were like, plus with point uh, holy macro i mean jesus that's a slap in the face she was a dope fiend of course she was a dope fiend that shout out to you that is disgraceful i mean i mean just imagine you you just let's say you got a million dollars that's like leaving them ten dollars right jesus so and many of these many of these cases you might have to leave your kids a dollar all right, in your estate planner, but talk to your local estate planner. We're going to get a coach gang network coming up for the blue chip mindset. We're going to have a network. We go in big leagues. We're going to have a network of people in our network. We're going to have a network, and this network is going to have a net worth. It's going to be exclusive. But uh, estate planners, you might have to leave them a small percentage, or else if you don't, and you just say, let's say you have a kid, and you say, kid, you are, you're not getting zero. What happens is they can sue your estate once you're dead and then keep it caught up because of what they'll say is, hey, this is obviously a mistake and I'm going to sue your estate. So when you give them a little bit, you give them a little bit, like give them 20 bucks, it's legal and they can't sue it. You'd be like that. That definitely is not a mistake. So anyway, that is actually a disgrace. And it looks like mom don't give a shit. I support her. All right. Hey, your daughter's in a motel. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> mm. Holy mackerel. Oh, my goodness. And I tell you, are you going to help bail out Tori financially? Of course, I will always be there for her. Yeah. In any way possible. Do you think this is a good idea, Josh? We're, yes. Yes. I think this is a great idea. You think this is going to. Josh, is that all you got, brother? Why are you hanging out with this old woman? I got a question, Josh. Why in the hell you hanging out with this old lady? Ninja trying to do a real estate deal. This is a curious pair right here. <laughs> right. And Josh know. <laughs> Josh know. That's crazy, bro. Josh, uh, yeah. Why do your ass know what's going on? Why are you hanging out with this old woman rubbing her bunions and shit? Very financially. Of course, I will always be there for her. Yeah. In any way possible. You think this is a good idea, Josh? We're, yes. Yes? I think this is a great idea. You think this is going to last? I really hope so. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, there was a there's a famous realtor in Southern California. I'm not going to name his name, but uh, there's a famous real, realtor that he he's pretty big in real estate. And I think he was kind of like, you know, he, he was, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his bedroom, but rumor has it. He got a lot of his fortune from a woman like that. He he actually messed with a girl, like a woman who was like divorced and inherited millions of dollars. And he got into a relationship with her and he was just in there to dig the money out. 
So in Southern California, that's big time. And gentlemen, when you say dumb shit like I'm going to get marry a rich woman, that's what the woman's going to get. That's what the rich woman's going to look like. So you better have your goggles on. You better drink and snort a lot of coca. You better have you better have beer goggles on. Then just be like, I'll marry a rich, rich woman. That's what you're going to be marrying. And she's going to be drunk and high. Breathing all on you. Wine breath. Y'all ninjas ain't built for this. And the only reason he can do it is because he really ain't attracted. So he ain't going to bother her for sex. Okay. Neither is she. They're going to have sex maybe twice a month. And he's going to have to suck it up, buttercup. He's going to have to be like, all right. Take your pills, Nancy. All right. This is what having sex with a rich. This is what rich women look like. There's not many rich women who are young. All right. And he like, all right, I'll suck it up. You think this is a good idea, Josh? Or yes. Yes. I think this is a great idea. You think this is going to last? I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I think it's time for Tori that Tori deserves a really good life. And I think that I think this is she's a fabulous girl. Wait a minute, Josh. How do you know so much? How you know so much about Tori? This is her boy toy. He a gigolo. This is her boy toy. <laughs> boy, this is what happens when you get money. This is her boy toy. And this ninja switch hitting, allegedly. How does he, what is he, Tori's stepdaddy? How does he know about Tori? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, he running the arm candy game out there. So uh, it is what it is. And she don't want no sex. Neither does he. But he can be nice little arm candy and it is what it is. He get a gummy every now and then. <laughs> he get a gummy every now and then. Back to Tory spelling. Reprehensible behavior here by Josh Flagg. Uh, anyway, he's going to probably watch my show. Let's get into it. What happens here? It says right here. Yeah, Aaron Spelling died when he left just a sliver of his $600 million estate. Candy also had a hard time accepting her relationship with Dean, who married Tori that same year. So the dad died, and she got married to Dean, and the mother didn't like Dean's simple monster-in-law behavior here. And it says right here, as we reported, Dean broke the news last month on social media, saying he and Tori decided to separate, go separate ways and start a new journey. He going to the junior college. The following day, he scrubbed the post from his page and his IG bio still mentions Tori as the love of his life. But it sounds like this breakup is still moving along. And Kenny and Josh both have her back. They don't have her financial back. And let's take you back to the scene of the crime. Apparently, this is what's the remains of this. Now, this custody battle is going to be epic because they do have some minors here. All right, but this is the this is the what's left right here. Wow. Hey, man, I've been here, done that. All right, I got the receipts to prove it. But imagine growing up worth all that and just because of divorce, you out there in J's, low cuts, coming out of the no-tail motel. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So uh, $800,000, I'm sure that went really quick or really quickly. I'm sure that that didn't last very long. And now she's out here definitely in these streets. Uh, yeah. I'm going to the streets. End of story. End of story. 
sad, sad thing, man. But that's what divorce can do for you. That's what could, divorce could do for you real quickly here. And uh, I do want to know where the father is. If he's in the house like Dean, Dean, the father of those children, where is he at? Is he in a motel too? Is he going homeless? Um, I think, oh, there was another thing in here where she was saying that um, he stopped getting jobs or something like that. Okay, uh, it says right here, Dean has reached his boiling point with his wife, Tori. And after 18 years of bowing down to her demands, maybe walking away from their marriage for good. All right, so there's some demands there. This is disgraceful. Why is she running around with her kids at a motel? She seems like a spoiled brat, seems like. All right, let me see here. There was some more information that I want to share. Be careful. According to close friends, of the couple, Dean 56, feels as though he has done everything in his power to make his wife happy. Take a look. I'm not happy. <laughs> He's done everything in his power to make his wife happy, but believes that his efforts have not been reciprocated in any way. Quote, Dean has changed and worked very hard to be the husband she needed him to be, but she is still demanding and entitled. I'm not happy. <laughs> Nothing he does or has done will ever be good enough for her according to an insider. And he's a Canadian actress. His first hint that his trouble was in marriage was in June 16th when he claimed on Instagram that he and Tori split. All right, just getting down to it. They tagged the night, not in 2006. Have never had the easiest marriage, which with each and every aspect being a roller coaster romance playing out in a very bitter, bitter and public way. All right, uh, let me see here. She kept wanting more and more. You guys can see this. She kept wanting more and more entitled. And from Tori's perspective, she always just felt like Dean wasn't care carrying his half. She felt like she has had to raise all the children on her own. And for the most part, she is right. I'm not happy. <laughs> the old I'm doing all of this on my own. Why? Maybe he's out there working. I don't know. His professional life has certainly become more demanding in recent years. Here we go. With the actor landing a major role as Detective Barry Ham on a Canadian TV show, Pretty Hard Cases in 2021, before securing a part in the movie My Fake Boyfriend alongside Sarah Hyland and Dylan Spruce the following year. According to The Insider, Tori has been pushing Dean to secure more roles in order to support their family but was less than thrilled when those jobs took him away from home and began isolating, wait, and began insisting that he spend more time with her and their five kids. Okay. All right, somebody call me out. I'm not trying hard to make Dean a victim. Here it is right here. He got a job. So he got a job. He's working. He has stable income. And she's, he's away from home because he's in Canada there in Southern California, I'm assuming. They have five kids, and she's pulling the, she's pulling the old um, um, Kevin Costner wife. Kevin Costner wife. You need to be at home. You need to be here. I'm raising these kids all by myself. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> so if he was at home and y'all didn't have the money, what would be the story? We all know what that would be. You don't make enough money. She wanted him to start working and bring home money to support their kid. And he landed a major role in the Canadian TV series in some big movie parts. She wanted him to be a better father to their kids 
and he was devoted and he has devoted all of his free time to them. What the fuck? Mm. All right, ladies, where y'all at on this one? Where y'all at? Uh, Dean got a raw deal here. Dean got a raw deal. She wanted him to be more romantic and he will go out of his way to bring her flowers, constantly showering her with gifts to show to show her how much he loved her and it finally sunk in. He was put in a no win, the classic no win. I'm not happy. <laughs> so look, he did his part. He just wasn't there raising the five kids, which it definitely is going to be big. But of course, if he was at home, he, she also said she wanted him to bring in more money. She wanted him to start working and bring home money to support their family. And then she wanted him to be a better father to the kids and devote his free time. <laughs> this is the old male catch 22. It says right here, Dean was instrumental in helping Tori fix the broken relationship with her mom and brother. What? Tori finally let him love her and things were going great between them. But then she started taking him for granted and it went downhill quickly. Yep. And what he said was, man, I'm about to go to the junior college. He was like, I can't win. Where's my you can't win? Yep. You can't win. He couldn't win. He was putting a no win. He's like, I got to get rid of this bitch. So now she's running around in a motel. And I'm going to tell you what. She's going to fight this dude for custody tooth and nail. All right. She's going to fight him for custody. Why? She got to secure that child support. Um, Sad. That's a sad existence, man. Guys, watch out for this. This is definitely uh, what happens, man. He's going to get penalized. He's going to get penalized because he was doing his part. And then he'll get penalized because he was away from the family working. He had to. But if she don't want to probably move to Canada, he had the Canadian Juco. He's like, man, I don't have time for this shit, man. I'll pay the child support. <laughs> All right. She's going to be on OnlyFans next. Let me do this quick story right here. A video surfaced of Dwight Howard, and he's facing backlash for making his son cry while working out. So let me see if I can pull this up here. There's the Instagram right here. Let me see if I can play the video. Come on. I can't. Come on. I, I Come can't. On. Come on. Come on. I can't do it. No, I can't. I can't. Yes, you can. Oh. Come on. Hey, do you want me to do? Don't worry about that. I want you to do it till I tell you to stop. Uh, uh oh. All right. This is definitely something you want to do with your kids. Get them the boxing gloves. <laughs> Got the daughter. And the daughter probably 10 years older and getting whooped. <laughs> oh, they need, some, they need some technique. They definitely need some technique on this one right here. This Let me turn this off. Uh, they wrestling now. All right, me and my kids in the gym, seven in the morning. All right, this is what I used to do with my kids. All right, so the big video here that went viral is the son crying. Let me see if I can find it. There he is. All right, he, he get this son. <laughs> he done boarded up his nose. Damn, Dwight. All right, get them kids some push-ups. This is what I want right in the mirror. 
Uh-oh. Nobody care about Turn me to a sword. Let's go. Uh-oh. Nobody care about Okay, so that that's the gist of it. Essentially, what happened was people got in their feelings. They got in their feelings saying that um, Dwight Howard was potentially pushing the kids too hard. So what I'm going to see is this was right here. Okay, let me see if I can get the footage. Let me see if I can get the, the comment section here. Uh, let's see. Just trying to pull up the comment section. And um, there we go. We got, we got a lot of support here. We definitely got a lot of support. And a lot of people saying right here um, that he... Somebody says, I see the comments. Oh, my God. Why would he do this? Blah, blah, blah. The truth is you can tell the kids are soft. No offense. And Dwight sees that and knows that as a father and as a man, he says it's on him to help toughen them up and get them ready for manhood. That's it, period. Only true men know. Don't have time for the beta male mindset and the chats. Easy times make soft men and so forth and so on. Okay. Somebody says, I would be pissed if my parents posted like that. That's actually uh, honest. This one says, going to be mentally, got to be mentally tough kid in the future. All right. We do have some support. And of course, I can't see all the comments, but early on, the comments were the majority of the comments were people criticizing him for pushing the kid to tears. It is my opinion that these kids are motherfucking soft. These kids are soft. This ninja. I'm not going to talk bad about the kids, but today's kids got soft-ass midsections. They got soft-ass mentalities. They got enabler-ass parents trying to protect them from masculinity, the daughters as well. And these fathers try to push their kids, and the first thing nosy-ass people want to do that ain't going to pay a dime for your kids, they ain't going to push your kids, they ain't going to hire your kids, and they don't have a retirement plan for your kids. First thing I see is everybody trying to make commentary about dads pushing their fathers. This is a despicable, disgraceful attitude by a soft culture and a soft culture of Generation X parents who enable their kids to be absolute losers. And yes, I think we should start classifying people as losers because we got a lot of damn losers out here for real. We got a lot of losers that are fully incapable of doing absolutely nothing. Most of the time, their parents are coddling them. The society is going nowhere with these people, and I don't feel sorry for them because their parents are pieces of shit. That's the reality of it. We got a lot of piece of shit parents out here that ain't doing a damn thing for themselves and ain't going to do anything for their kids. As soon as a man show up trying to push these kids to their next limit, which is not very much. Here come the people you're making them cry. Let me tell you something, man. Crying is a part of being a kid. Realizing how tough things are and you're not going to be handed anything is a part of life. Unfortunately, you got a lot of coddling ass parents out here. The weakest generation of parents and the history of the world, Gen Xers and these older millennials. Piece of shit parents, all right? And I'm a Gen Xer. You parents ain't shit out here, right? but you steadily want to be on Instagram posting, okay? You steadily want to protect your kid from the father. Meanwhile, these kids are soft as toilet tissue. These kids are rolling around here soft with no chance at life, so-called the mothers protecting their kids from the father. 
Adversity is life. This shit ain't easy. And what you're going to find out if you're a kid that's been coddled by your parents, once you hit 18, there's no protection you then. All you're going to deal with is the real world. And as we used to say in coaching, the practices should be harder than the games. The practices should be harder than the games. In parenting, your parenting should be harder than these streets. Okay? In these streets. As a parent, let me play it again. In these streets. As a parent, and this doesn't mean abuse a kid, and this, this doesn't mean, but the parenting should be harder than the streets. Because the streets is going to teach you with the cold, hard concrete. The streets is going to teach you with people who don't give a shit about you. Okay? The streets is going to teach you what life is about where your parents didn't want to show you that real truth. And it ain't the streets. I'm not talking about the ghetto streets. I'm talking about when you walk outside, when you go to a job interview, do you know that there's people that take their kids to job interviews and wait? there's parents that take their kids to job interviews and sit outside, adult, adult kids? This shit is an absolute disgrace. It's a farce. There's parents that call in for their adult children to be sick at work. We live in a very disgraceful society. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I believe your kids should have hard, harder and harder in your parentage than there is outside. <laughs> okay. Because they should want to go outside. They shouldn't want to stay up in the house. They should want to be like, I want to go outside and I'm going to take it on. And any parent that does this, your kid's going to get a tremendous advantage. Unfortunately, you have a lot of single mother raised kids. A lot of single mother raised kids give their kids uh, adversity. And the adversity is not positive adversity. It's negative. And this is in general, this isn't very specific. But these Gen Z kids thinking that they're going to have life easy. Well, they're going to have another thing coming to them. And all I hear is people that are 30, 40 years old still crying about what they think they deserve out of life. If you're new to me, do you know what you deserve? Nothing. You deserve zero out of this life. <laughs> okay. Mm. They're just mad because ain't nobody giving them nothing. Please, you get zero out here. You get jack shit. You get nothing. And you deserve nothing. All of you. You get negative nothing. You don't give shit out here. Nobody going to give you nothing. But everybody, you know, like, I suppose. And by the way, never mind. Let me keep it. Let me keep it moving on. Let me get to these super chats before we get to this story. The next story is going to be realities of married life. We got Agent Machines. I shout out to you. We got our brother here. Agent Machines says new sound combo. He says, nah, I got to cut you followed by the Undertaker bell. What do you think Tori was smoking? Looks like a methany in those pictures. Yes. And she spent a lot of money on plastic surgery for sure. Okay, she spent a lot of money on plastic surgery. I remember one time when I was playing, I was playing, uh, I wasn't playing. I was on the track team. And um, just to be honest with you, my honest critique of me as an athlete, I was not, I didn't work hard. I try to get my, get by on my talent. All right. And uh, unfortunately, as a coach, I learned, I was like, damn, when I started coaching, I learned where I made mistakes. But check this out. Um, I got demoted off the relay team one time and I got demoted to junior varsity because I wasn't practicing hard. I would barely show up to practice. I would go chase. I was sniffing after the young girls in a track shorts. 
distracted. And I was just trying to get by on my talent. I would show up to the track meets and do fairly well. All right. And uh, a lot of coaches thought that I could be better. Right. So what happened was coach took it upon himself to demote me um, off the relay team. All right. And so, you know, they would do things like that. They would be like, okay, you're going to run, you're going to run the second leg in the, you're going to run the second leg. All right. Um, everybody that knows on relays, you don't want to start or run the second leg. All right. Um, I'm sorry, the third leg, the third leg. All right. So you don't want to run the curves. So the first leg is just starting. You're starting in the blocks and you're running in the four by one. The third, the third leg is, I, I don't like to shout out to the third leg. Um, I don't like to run the third leg because I hated running curves. So I always wanted the second or the or the the um, last leg. And they would do things like you're going to run the third. OK, you're going to run the first leg and I would be all pissed off. I would have a bad attitude and whatever. And the coach got finally tired of me. So he demoted me to junior varsity. All right. The anchor. So he demoted me to J JV and um, I was pissed. I didn't have a good attitude. But then what happened was the next meet. And the JV, I blew everybody out running the second leg in the relay of the four by one. So I'm like, I'm gone. And it was crazy because everybody was like, dude, that was nuts. But I was a, really a varsity athlete running with ju junior varsity. And it was my 11th grade year. So what happened was it was so ridiculous in the JV race. They was like crazy. That was like, holy shit. People from the stands was like, dude, you, you must have ran the, your best time ever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of that, the coach put me back on the varsity relay the next week. And I go back to practice and I'm bullshitting again. <laughs> All right. I start bullshitting. We run into our practice. They're trying to make, we're trying to win state. So I'm practicing the baton. I'm dropping the baton. My timing's off. I'm just bullshitting again. And he demoted me again before the next meet. So he demoted me again. <laughs> so I was like, yo. So I was like, this ain't fair. Coach don't like me. He's doing whatever. So I go to my mom. It's like, mom, coach, man, he bullshitting. Now, I know I'm bullshitting. I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I just can't kick it in the gear. Sometimes that happens. I just can't really take it. I just just trying to depend on my talent. I'm like, when I get to the meet, when I get to the meet, I'm going to, I'm going to do well. So why you hounding me? Again, young athletes. And, um. I try to get my mom, <laughs> I try to get my mother to call the coach and get involved. Guess what she did? Guess what she did? Did she, you think she got involved? <laughs> she was like, sounds like a problem you have to talk to with your coach. She didn't get involved. She was like, Guess you better go. I bet you, guess you better go to practice. <laughs> All right. All right. Yo. And I sat there demoted the next week. And the next week, I didn't really do well. I was in my head. And that's what happens. So I really didn't see that coming around. I got into coaching later on and I saw, I was like, damn it. But I knew I was tripping. But I think I actually have. I actually been coaching and I've had a lot of parents get into the business where they should not have stuck their nose in. And I had a hard policy with parents at the college and the high school level where I didn't talk to them. All right. And parents would get pissed. 
and I gave them a note. I we would have a parent, we would have a parent meeting. And I would say, this is how it's gonna go to the parents. I was like, you guys are gonna fundraise, you're gonna drop your kid off, you're gonna pick them up. <laughs> right. And the parents would hate me. And I'm like 24, 22, 25, and I'm I'm telling the parents this shit. Now, when you do this, you better win games. So I said, and you cannot talk to me before or after a practice or before and after a game or in the middle. And they would be like, so when can we talk to you? Make an appointment. <laughs> All right. Mm. Call the district, call the school office, make an appointment. And then if I'm available, I'll talk to you. But what parents want to do is they want to defend their kid after the game, they're pissed. Or after practice, they want to run up in the gym and then have a conversation with you. And I'd be like, no, nah, you can't do that. And I was like, if you see me and you see any of the, the assistant coaches around, talk to them first. Talk to them first. Do not approach me. All right. So if you see me and they're, my assistant coaches are around and it's before practice and you feel like you heated and disgusted, talk to one of my coaches. All right. Before you even talk to me. And so parents, man, dude, they have to follow that shit. All right, they would have to follow it. Now, of course, you start losing games, right? They're going to use that against you. All right, they're going to use that against you. And they would be like, oh, we feel like we can't approach them. You cannot. Because, yeah, emotions are too high. They're they're frustrated. They're mad. They don't have all the information. Their kids tell them the half the story. The kids telling them the coach hates me. And so what? And so I put the parents off. I was like, you're not a part of it. Your kid needs to learn how to talk to the coach. Now, it, it is a little bit intimidating. So you, but the kid, this is the kid's business. This ain't your business. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, they be out there crazy out there. So you got to, you got to, you got to cut them parents off. All right. Nope. I ain't talking to you. Nope. I ain't having a conversation with you. No. All right. If your daughter's going through something like other than basketball, then we could talk about it, but we don't talk about basketball here. And I don't talk about basketball, like, why are you running these plays and why are you doing this? But some parents do, you know, they'll cross the line and they'll start yelling at you in the gym and shit like that. But anyway, anyway, I don't like parents, <laughs> right? I cut them parents, move off. I was like, you ain't a part of this shit. Just drop your kid off and pick them up. And I will always tell them one more time. I will tell them, I'm going to be honor. I'm going to honor your time. If I say practice is over at 6 o'clock, it's going to be over at 6, whether we're finished or not. It's going to be over at 6, so you can pick them up. I get it. Some coaches say practice is over at 6, and then the parents still waiting outside till 6.30. I wouldn't do that, all right, because I know everybody's got time and schedule. But anyway, F them parents. But them parents would uh, pile up on you if you start losing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they go get together. They're gonna be like, mm, him think he's good, him thinking him, him thinking him. him. Uh, anyway, shout out to Jay Hurst says, Man, he says, You won't kick now, coach. Got 50 11 channels out here. LOL, shout out to you, coach, and the coach gang. But life, I gotta survive out here. <laughs> oh man. Shout out to Frodo Bagham Young, says coach. He says, how should a man deal with the fact that their ex, ex was successful in monkey branching to a high-value man? He says, would that be depressing if it was you? It would be early on, not later. All right, early on, if she monkey branched and went with a rich guy, obviously that probably would hurt, and you'd be like, damn. All right, but it's very rare. If she did that later in life, it gets you out of your hair. Uh, it gets them out of your hair. So you would want 
ideally you will want your ex to move on to somebody that is at least stable because if they went with somebody who's a drug dealer, a federally convicted drug dealer, okay, um, and they had your kids on there and he was a Pookie or a Ray Ray or a Chiron, that's worse. So you do want them to actually do elevate, especially if you have kids. All right, if you don't have kids, you know, it's a part of the game. But yeah, it does hurt if they do monkey branch immediately to a successful guy and then they look down at you. Yeah. But yeah, you know, hopefully that should motivate you. Obi Ob Trice says, Coach, if Dwight Howard's kids were online twerking on TikTok, these same XXs would be cheering. And you know what else they would be doing if this ninja was twerking, um, painting their fingernails, claiming to be 5011 agendas, claiming to be binary and non-binary, having these ninjas Shashay and Sante. All right, yeah, they would be happy. But they see kids working. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. And it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. I actually have been in fitness and athletic training. I trained athletes in all sports. All right. When I was living in Newport Beach, I trained water polo, tennis, top-level tennis players. I mean, junior national tennis players. Uh, water polo at nice little nice high schools. Soccer. Um, basketball. Which one? Uh, there was some other. There was some other minor sports. Ice hockey. There was an ice hockey girl, and um, not ice hockey. Ice skating, figure skating, and uh, of course, it's the upper crust of society. Football players. There was a couple of football players, but most of mine were like individual sports like that. Uh, lacrosse. And let me tell you something. These kids out here ain't doing shit. All right, the majority of kids. And you know who stops. Do you know who stops the kids from doing stuff? Inevitably, it's going to be a mother. And if they're a divorced mother, they're going to put it into that kid. They're going to put it in. Inevitably, I see this. It is not just in my situation. I've coached hundreds of kids, hundreds. I don't, it probably is close to a thousand over a 15 to 20 year period. I've coached hundreds of kids. I don't even remember names of kids that I coach. All right. I remember bumping into a girl at a nightclub. She was like, hey, you were my basketball coach. I was looking at her like, and she was an Asian girl. I was like, wow. All right. I was like, really? I kind of remember her, but I kind of don't. All right. But um, anyway, the point of that is, is that a divorced mom is going to stop that kid from doing shit. She's going to stop him, meaning she's going to say, well, on my custody days, I don't want to bring them to sports. I want to decide. The father signed them up for sports. I don't want to do it. Or inevitably, she'll cut the father off. They're always playing games. They're always playing games. If the kid will be like, well, I don't want to play tennis no more, the mother will pull them out. <laughs> right? The mother will pull them out. It's so, it's so sad. And it's like, damn. And then when they, here's the, here's the funny part. When they pull them out, they replace it with nothing. And that's where the disgrace is. I can see you pull them out and then you give them something else. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to pull them out, pull them in ballet. When they pull them out, they sitting at home doing nothing. And you're like, wow, dude, I see this so many times. And it's normally that. 
They sitting at home, scrolling their phone, playing video games, up in everybody else's business. If you find a kid that is in other people's business, especially adults, you know the parent fucked up. Because no kid should be in nobody's business out here. You know why? They should be doing shit. They should be busy. Kids should be busy. Kids can't be busy enough. Ninjas be like, you're going to stress these kids out. Kids should be busy. But if they if they know what everybody's doing and everybody's business, they, they ain't got shit to do. <laughs> it's actually a disgrace. So shout out to you. All right. But uh, discipline, you know, discipline is what we're lacking as a, a, a society. And uh, we see this all the time. People can't even stop putting a vape pen. They can't even stop vape pinning. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I can't I can't trust you if I can take away your nicotine and in 15 minutes, ninja, you be fiending. You, I can't trust you with anything in life. Like, you're going to give up my family secrets because you can't reach your vape pen. Fuck that. Mm. <laughs> right. You are going to be outside of my, you're going to be outside of my trust circle. If you can be, if you can, if you're a dope fiend and you can't go five days without smoking dope, you can't go five days without smoking dope because you refuse to acknowledge your addiction addicted, you got to be outside of my trust circle. You cannot be invited in. You can't go five days without putting uh, liquor in your system, man, please. You do. These are losers. And I cut, I define losers as people with lack of discipline. Seriously, you don't have to get results, but you, if you have discipline, that's going to take you everywhere. <laughs> crypto keeper says wait a minute did i get him crypto keeper says coach uh did you see the permanent alimony was reversed by desantis and got signed in florida the women coalition for spousal support was complaining and a lot of older women are about to get cut off shout out cut these bitches off now i got to cut you they were cheating the system anyway they were cheating the system anyway All right, I'm going to have to block this person here because he's been he's been spending like three or four days. And I don't know if this is the real guy, but this was a former supporter. But I'm going to have to see you go. Um, this guy is just just been bitching about everything in the last couple of weeks. So it was good that you were around. I hope this is a fake profile, but that's it for you. All right. That will be the last time we hear from your ass and you can disagree, but. Three or four days of just coming in here to disagree. We can't do that. We can't do that. Ninja's going to have to get cut off. Lord have mercy. Ninja's is bothering me. <laughs> it was under the name Rodrigo De Silva, but um, I'm thinking that it might be a fake profile. But because, uh, yeah, he's been tripping the last three days. We just going to have to see him out. <laughs> Good Lord. The real fit styles says, yo, coach. Appreciate you. Freaky Fred says, hey, CGA, did you see the video of Tom like is crying about his dead dog? Talk about a hypocrite. Never liked um, after he threw shade on KS when he died. All right. I didn't see that. Tom like is, you know, he's older. 
<laughs> he's older now, but I didn't see the video. And uh, yeah, he did throw shade on him, but you know, kind of rightly so. I mean, I'm not saying I'd support him throwing shade, but um, you know, sometimes we come before others. And uh, Catfish, Catfish says, uh, "Put my kid in, Coach." <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm like this when he when they say put my kid in. Hey yo, chill, son. Hey yo, dude. Yeah, that ain't gonna work. I actually had a parent once confront me after a game. No, it was at halftime. I had a parent run up to me at halftime about somebody's playing time. And I was like, that ain't never going to happen again. Coach sipping Jamba Juice out of a straw. He says, what's the best Cali Beach City for Juco Punani? Well, um, dude, it could be. It, here's You guys got to. We just chilling today. California is nice. If you want to go look at Peace Leave in California, you're going to be good. If you're going to go run Riz and game in California beaches, Ninja, you're going to get clapped back. So let's say you're going to go look at nice piece of Calico. All right. So I'm going to start at I'm going to start at Manhattan Beach, Zoom, uh, Zuma, Zuma Beach, Malibu, then go down to uh, Newport Beach, Corona Del Mar. But you can go to Newport. Huntington Beaches is going to be packed and crowded. Laguna Beach, the private beach, not private, but they're somewhat private. They're hard to get to. Laguna Beach is going to be underrated. They're going to have the nicest piece of calico out there. Then you go down to Dana Point, it's going to be old people. Going down further, Oceanside, is going to be people in T-shirts and uh, people military brats. Go down to Carlsbad. You're going to level up. La Jolla, level up. Then move down Mission, Mission Beach, level up. Redondo Beach, I don't know. All right, they're going to be down there, all right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Coronado is going to be kind of off into the beaten path on the prop. It's kind of like on an island. Coronado is going to be great. Coronado. Del Mar is going to be pretty decent. Corona Del Mar, decent. All right. Um, no, the places where you don't want to go is going to be Redondo Beach, <laughs> Santa Monica, hit or miss. It's just too many tourists. Santa Monica, stay away from. Um, uh, what did I say? Redondo. Uh, you do want to avoid Venice. Venice Beach, stay away. It's a lot of homeless out there, and it's incredible. We got a brother here. Oh, oh, you actually uh, put that down. I'll put that down there. Uh, anywhere Ventura, oh, uh, Ventura, uh, Ventura or Oxnard, avoid it. Avoid it. Avoid Oxnard. Long Beach, you'll be okay. I, I wouldn't put it in the top. I would put Long Beach somewhere at the bottom. Ventura, it's going to smell like fish out there. It ain't going to be shit out there. <laughs> All right. Avoid Ventura uh, and all that. So I'm just talking about Southern California, by the way. Southern California. No on Ventura. No on Oceanside. No on Redondo. No on Santa Monica. Malibu is Zuma Beach. Zuma. Pismo, yes. Santa Barbara, yes. They're going to be Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara's got a great beach over by the campus. All right, Santa Barbara, Huntington Beach, 
you're going to find a lot of tourists. I, I, I don't I try to stay away from the tourists. So stay away from the tourists. But Huntington Beach, if you want to get around the tourists. Yeah. So Huntington Beach is going to be like Santa Monica. Um, Somebody says Long Beach ain't that bad. If it, it wouldn't be top on my list, it won't be top. San Diego, you're going to be fine. Laguna is a secret. Laguna is going to have the best young baddie. They're going to have the young hottie, hottie thotties out there. Laguna. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Newport. Well, you can go to Newport by the pier and it's going to be kind of congested, kind of touristy, kind of, kind of like families. I wouldn't go to Newport Beach. Uh, which would be um, by the pier. I wouldn't go there to go to the beach. I would go to Corona Del Mar. I would go to uh, Huntington Beach. I would go anyway. That's Orange County. If you want to know where the flatbacks is going to be, go to Laguna in Orange County, Laguna Beach. All right. Dana Point is going to be a lot of, it's going to be too many old people and families and kids and grannies and shit out there. <laughs> grannies. All right. Anyway. Nice geography lesson. Uh, the Wedge, go to the Wedge if you surf. Go to the Wedge. They have a place called Blackies. <laughs> All right. You can go to the Wedge, and I think Blackies is outside of the Wedge. If you surf, go to Blackies. You're going to be good. There's going to be plenty of weed and women and weather. The three W's, shout out to Kendrick Lamar. They're going to be women, weed, and weather at Blackies. But if you go to Ventura, I'm uh, not sorry, uh, Venice Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Anyway, I should do I should do videos about shit like this. All right, what are we doing here? Did I get that? All right, hold on for a second. I, I'm lost in the show. Where where did that even where did that chat even come from? Okay, I got it. Oh, but and but but the the problem is I'm gonna tell you. Dana Point has a nice nice beach as well. It's just hard to get to. Dana Point's beach is nice, but it's just hard to get to. Like, you got to go down an elevator, a, a, a little tram. It's hard to get to it. You got to go up 50, 11 stairs. And it's good because they keep the riffraff out in Dana Point. Brandon says my G-A-Y cousin is pregnant. He says, let's get the prices wrong. Is it a female cousin? Oh, he's in here. No government name. B-H says Pastor CGA spitting fire in brimstone this morning. Shout out to you. All right. Thank you, brother. Let me check PayPal and all that stuff. We'll get into the main events. And I'm going to tell you, if you're going to go Riz at the beach, Ninja, please do not show up in Nike Cortez and a khaki suit. Do not show up overdressed with a hoodie and a starter jacket. Do not go there and mack the hose that is in their bikini. You're going to get kicked out quick. It's going to be stranger danger. Ninja, you do not do that. Do not come in your hat with the flat bill your your starter hat and your starter jacket. Do not come in with your t-shirt <laughs> with side for lie. Do not come over here, man, trying to riz because when they at the beach, they looking for beach type ninjas. Please. The best thing you can do. I'm going to tell you the best thing you can do if you go to the beach. He says you got to come correct. Go with a surfboard and a wetsuit. You're going to get bitches at least. You're going to get now. If your ass go out there and drown, that's going to be on you. But if you have a surfboard and a wetsuit, even if you were ninja, <laughs> you're going to at least get some attention. But if you come out with your tank top and your boxers and you come out with, with Timberland boots 
and your jeans creased, if you come out with a fresh pair of Jordans, you're going to look like an asshole. <laughs> do not do this. You're going to look crazy. All right. If you got a beer gut, man, it's crazy out here, especially in the high end areas. Do not. Nobody want to see that bullshit. Do not come out with your black church socks in your sandals. Do not wear socks and sandals at the beach. You're going to get ran out. He says, coach has surf clothes. He, I actually had used to wear um, board shorts all the time. Get some board shorts and be ready to take your shirt off when you get to the beach. If your body's not ready to take your shirt off, you automatically out of the game. <laughs> Please don't. For real, man. Do not come in there dressing like you. You you fresh to death. It's board shorts, t-shirts, shorts, all that. All right, shout out to Maryland. God says, I bet her boy toy has a man bun under that skull cap. He says, if there's any, he says, if there's one thing I can't stand is seeing on a guy is that man bun. And then that's in that hat too. And that hat. And the thing is, the another thing about it, man, uh, I'm, I'm giving y'all beach game. If you go to the beach, be prepared to be there all day, all night. <laughs> all day, all night. You're going to be there for a long ass time. And the real macking goes down when the sun's going down and you start the fire pit. When you start the fire pit, that's where the shit going down because they out there in and out getting tans and all that shit. Don't bother them. Don't kick sand on them. Leave them alone. The real game go down when the bonfire starts. Yeah, sunset. That's where it really goes down. All right, so you're going to have to be there. Yeah, I know about the fire pit, bruh. I grew up in Southern California. That's where you put your macking down. But if you ain't going to stay that long, and don't just show up, don't just show up for the fire pit. You're going to have to have been around and be seen. Because remember, it's, it's going to be dark outside. You're only going to have the light of the fire. So if you just show up, yeah, Sean. Shout out to y'all, brothers. Yeah, man. And the air gets chilly, right? And you want to wrap somebody up in a warm embrace and sit by the fire. So that's what it is, man. He says, I I'm an OC native as well. Still live there. The fire pits is where everything happens. Y'all don't, y'all think I'm stupid, man. Y'all think I'm dumb. I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's where the real business gets down. The fire pits. Anyway, what do we got here? Miles says, coach, word on the street is that the Saudis are making a pitch to invest in the NCAA. What's your opinion of what will happen to college sports when athletes become fully employed, eliminating their scholarships, especially when universities will uh, need outside investors in order to keep up with the primetime school Cindy coach for college sports. It's been a matter of time. It's only going to be super, super college teams. All right. That's all. It's going to be super league. So we talk about the SEC and the big 10. It's going to be the SEC and big 10. That's it. <laughs> the SEC and the big 10. Everybody else is, is going to be subpar. So Clemson better figure out what to do. So is Florida State. Shout out to my man Z LLC says, Coach, protect your meat. Indeed. Indeed. So anyway, they telling me y'all know. Uh telling me, um, yep, I know what I'm talking about. I lived all over Southern California, man. I know that game. 
All right, let me do one more. Floyd says, I'm moving back to California. Last time I stayed in San Diego, but thinking about Sacramento, he says, would it be the same for this brother? He says, I do like flatbacks and pogs. You'll be good in Sacramento. Sacramento Sacramento is a low level. <laughs> Everybody in Sacramento about to be pissed. Sacramento ain't shit. I'm just letting you know. Sacramento ain't shit. But uh, shout out to Sacramento. When it comes to California, Sacramento's at the middle to the bottom. I mean, what's next? You're going to live outside of Modesto? Like, what's next? <laughs> You're going to live outside of <laughs> Sacramento. What you going to do next? I mean, Fresno, Bakersfield. I mean, what are we doing here? That's another place that just slipped my, my mind. Sacramento? Stockton? Yeah, that's the name I was thinking of. Agent Machines, thank you. What, Stockton? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like what, 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 what Sacramento Stockton. Like you trying to live bad to go, just go to Riverside. You trying to live. Bad. <laughs> All right. Shout out to everybody in California. I love Rosa, California, Lancaster, Antelope Valley. Like what, what, what are you doing? Trying to barely make it. Why don't you live out in the close to the border of Nevada? You know what I mean? Like they got border towns close to Nevada. Sacramento. Oh, my man's my man's in San Diego in Sacramento. Sacramento. All right. Anyway, my man going from San Diego to Sacramento. I mean, at least you're a two hour drive to Oakland. I mean, or the Bay Area. You're two hours or so drive to the Bay Area. So. I mean, as long as you have gas money and you want to drive every weekend. What are you going to take a trip to Modesto? I'm going to Modesto this weekend. Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, man. Look, shout out to Sacktown in the building, man. Oh, man. I wouldn't do it. But anyway, that's you. He says, you talk me out of Sacramento. Back to San Diego, I go. There's nothing like to get. Dude, Sacramento got nothing going on. Let me get to this last part of the show. There's somebody in Sacramento irate right now. Dude, I would not go to, I wouldn't move to Sacramento if you paid me. I would not move to Sacramento if you paid me to move there. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Where we at here? Reality's a married life. But uh, look, I would, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. There's only a couple places I would live in Southern California or California in general. All right. If I don't live in these places, I'm going to move to outside the state. So I will live in San Jose. I would live in maybe possibly Monterey, Monterey Bay, Monterey Bay. Um, I wouldn't live in Napa. Let me, I'm just going up North. I would not live in Oakland at all. I wouldn't live. I would just move out of the state. Um, anywhere, uh, Vallejo, Berkeley, Richmond, hell no. San Francisco, barely. I don't like, I hate San Francisco. San Jose, I would live in the Canal Valley, all right, which is, that's going to be Thousand Oaks, Agora, uh, Thousand, Canal Valley, Thousand Oaks, um, Las Virgenes, uh, Agora, Calabasas. I would live there. Malibu, but I ain't got the money. Then I would go down to uh, Marina Del Rey, Manhattan Beach. 
Then I would skip everything, and then I would go down to Newport in Corona Del Mar, but I wouldn't want to live there no more. I've already lived there for 10 years. So I would skip. Then I would go down to possibly San Clemente, but it's just too small, but it's decent. Then I would go down to um, Carlsbad and or Del Mar, then La Jolla, then possibly Coronado. That's it. Everywhere else, I would move out of the state. <laughs> I actually lived in San Jose too. So I lived in San Jose. I lived in Santa Clara and San Jose. So I don't mind that area up there. All right. That area is pretty nice. And they got leanlings, brothers. They got leanlings. And there are some places in the cut, like up in Big Bear. Somebody said Barstow. Anyway, they got leanling. Northern California, if you like leanlings, if you like leanlings, who likes Linglings? Go to Northern California. Go to San Jose. Go to, there's a place over there. I can't remember, but somebody said Walnut Creek. There's another place. Plenty of Linglings. All right, you are never going to run out of Linglings up in San Jose area, up in that area up there. They got them at all kinds. This is why they'd be like, get your passport. I'm like, nah, bro. I'll go to Northern California. All right. Northern California, they got a whole bunch of them. Whole bunch of them. Shout out to everybody out there. So you can go up there. Y'all ninjas. Yeah, not Cupertino. There was another place. But they do have them there too. They are they're littered over there. And then if you want to go to Southern California and you like Linglings, go to Garden Grove, Westminster, <laughs> and uh Cerritos. But yeah, up in Northern California, you got you got too many. There's too many there. But they got some expensive. They expensive. They're not like they're not like the cheaper ones you can get in Thailand. Go to UCLA too, for sure. Santa Barbara gonna be flatbacks. <laughs> Spoils and title flatbacks. All right. But anyway, we just messing around. I don't care what the numbers are. San Francisco. I cannot live in San Francisco. Campbell, I think the place was. Campbell, yeah, they got yeah, Campbell up in Northern California. I think that's what it is. Plenty, plenty. All right, let's get back to the show right here. What are we doing here? Realities of married life. Uh, check this out. This is a skit. Unfortunately, it's a skit that we all know too well. Married people talking about sexless marriage. Married people talking about sexless marriage. Look at this. So we got a thick Latina right here. She says when you're, oh, wait, let's get this a little bit larger. When you're not in the mood. This is sad, man. When I see skits like this, I get it. It's for the normie humor, but this is sad. So check this out. Based on a true story. I know you're awake. I just saw the light on 10 seconds ago when I was dumping the garbage. If you don't want any, babe, you can just say, do you want some? <laughs> I have a headache. Oh, <laughs> oh man. And she thicker than the snicker, too, but he ain't even getting none of that. So I have a headache. Um, Every way possible to avoid giving you some nookie. I mean, this normie humor is out of control, but the sad part is this is not just normie humor. This is how it works. This is how it works. This is the reality, sad realities of marriage. All right, so 
Uh, be be not surprised if you get in these situations. Imagine she's a very curvaceous little thing here. Imagine you have it and you have rations on it. Imagine you can't you move this woman in right here. She nice. I like her skin. I like skin. All right. I like skin. I like really, really feminine skin, like tight and supple and firm. And <laughs> But imagine you have this woman at your access and you can't access her. Every now and then it's a treat. Every now and then I'll give you a little bit of nookie. I'll give you a cookie for the night. It's a disgrace. Imagine this. And I think she's better off for me. I would actually like her not as a wife. I would like her as a plaything. Okay. It's sad. All right. But uh, she looks like she's probably uh, a prawn star. Let's go to the next one here. This is something that I warned you about as well. Remember, never take your girl on a vacation if you intend to be intimate with her. If you don't care about the intimacy with your girlfriend, well, then, or your wife will then take her on vacation. But if you care about it, please know that they're going to renege. Now, this is a story I've told over and over again. Here's another classic example of that. Here we go. Hey, babe. I just got my period. Right now. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Really? (laughs) You're going to go cry? All right, and so she's laughing at him, which I don't understand. Everybody knows. I mean, he took her to Santorini. That's Santorini, Greece. That's an expensive trip. That's not a cheap trip, and there's not much around that you can go to to attach to that, right? Greece is kind of often isolated by itself. I mean, to get over to Italy would be another trip. I mean, this is these, these trips are not cheap. And so she's laughing, which I think is despicable that women laugh at men's kind of sexual desire they can kind of play and toy with it and uh she's like really you're gonna pout yes i took you here to split your guts i took you here because now he knows this is four or five days in the trip the trip is probably barely 10 days all right 10 days depending on where they're from so half of the trip he's not getting any nookie in the next couple of days he's gonna get spotting he's gonna have to run that red light and so they just got there. They're in the pool off Santorini, Santorini. And um, he's like, my trip is ruined. My trip is ruined. And yes, this is a ruined trip for a guy who is probably looking to be intimate with his wife. Telling my husband I got my period on our romantic vacation. Hey, babe. I just got my period. Right now. And now what's it they probably do This is what happens and look at the lean lean here Oh yep um, This is why I don't take women on vacation This is why I don't take women on vacation Because he was looking to get You know she promised him All kind of punani when we get to Santorini I'm going to have my legs up Toes up I'm going to be splitting it wide open Busting it we're going to be having sex like crazy Now she could be lying too But somebody said put that towel down when you're married when you marry, you put the towel down. If you guys, if that bugs you out, if that creeps you out, don't get married. Because in marriages, you have period sex. All right, unfortunately. And sometimes they lie. And then 
now you're miserable and you're you start pouting and they're like, well, why are you pouting? Just enjoy the trip. But you don't want to enjoy the trip because part of the trip is the sex. Now, I could have left you at home and had some junior college girls that weren't on their period. And you could have been at home in Columbus, Ohio, waiting for me to come back to get that Columbus punani. But I'm not taking you to Santorini for you to be on your period. That was not the intent. Unfortunately, this is how women's biology works. Sometimes you can't time it, but sometimes she knows as well, and sometimes they're lying about it. Sad. Hey, babe. I just got my period. Right now. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh. Really? <laughs> you're gonna go cry you're gonna go cry yeah um because he was he was he was doing all of this for to get the nookie right he was doing all of this somebody said you're gonna be bright red like he he didn't pay for this vacation to go look at knickknacks in the village he didn't pay for this vacation to go sleep in in his bed with his with an erection and no he probably don't want just the duke shoot all right so there is that and no he just doesn't want head he wanted intimacy he wanted some adventurous sex. He wanted to bang with the door, the patio door open and let the, the, the neighbors hear him. That's what he wanted. He wanted her to be screaming. He doesn't want to go to sleep holding his Johnson. So this is why I don't take intimate partners on vacation with me because I, I never want this to happen. Guys, it's been, I've, it's, I've had it happen and I never will do it again. Meaning she ain't just going to get a trip out of me and I ain't getting them backs. All right, let's go to the last one here. Generation Z. Yeah, she there to get dug out. And if she doesn't, it's not there to get dug out. She needs to be back home. All right, uh, Gen Z on TikTok discussed their parents a typical marriage and sleeping arrangements. Okay, the realities of marriage. Listen to this. You have Gen Zers that see their parents sleep in separate bedrooms. This is going to be eye-opening. So we have a Gen Z TikToker that sparked a conversation about marriage on the platform after sharing that her parents don't sleep in the same room. Do you know that is very common? But what you don't understand is that your kids are watching you and they're going, mom, dad, why do you sleep in separate bedrooms? In the TikTok video, this woman said that her parents started sleeping in separate rooms when she was 11 years old, and it was mainly due to the father's snoring. So that is a common reason to separate the separate bedrooms. Many times that is a catalyst to actually stay separate, right? So you don't want to see pap machine. You don't want anything like that. You don't want the snoring. It can be definitely disruptive. Men and women do snore, and in fact, you snore as well. Uh, you just don't know it if you haven't slept with the partner. Um Sleeping with a partner who snores is very, very disruptive to sleep. It is disruptive. I don't care if it's knife, it's it's light snoring. It is disruptive. And I find that when I when I get into a deep sleep and then I get wake up by your snoring at 1130 or 12, I can't go back to sleep till four in the morning, maybe five. And um, you definitely want to get that repaired. But so married couples never see this coming. Oh, I'm going to be in bed together and sleeping together. Snoring's going to separate you real fast. It's going to put somebody on the couch. It's going to put somebody in another room. Um, I know people that lived in big houses 
and they slept one person slept upstairs as far as far as way they as they could from the um other room the main room so um you guys got to watch out for that you think um but when you sleep in separate bedrooms you're going to find that you actually enjoy it i actually think that people should sleep in separate bedrooms if not occasionally or permanently I find it very disruptive to me for me to sleep with a person consistently because they might be a night owl. They might toss and turn. They might come in late to the bedroom after watching TV on the couch. You might go to bed early and have an early night. And I don't think it's such a bad idea to sleep separately. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's actually a good idea and people should consider it as a habit to be able to sleep mostly at least halftime or more in a separate bedroom. All right. So, yeah, people want to get up to the bathroom late at night. They want to have diarrhea. They they got gas. There's a lot of stuff going on. I sleep terribly. Oh, uh, temperature issues. Some people like it hot. Some people like it cold. Some people steal the blankets. Um, I find that women push me to the edge of the bed, and I'm constantly pushing them back to the middle because they want to be close to you. Not touching you, not cuddling, but they want to be close to you, and they out here pushing you to the edge of the bed. And you're like, push back. Some people take the covers. Some people sleep crazy. Some people wake up and talk in their sleep. Some people piss in the bed. So I don't think sleeping together is actually, it's not desirable for me. It's not desirable for me. I think I would prefer sleeping in separate beds. All right. Um. And this is one of the reasons why I can't get married because if somebody think they want to sleep with me in the same bed for like the next 30, 40 years, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Talking and they sleep. There's too much cover. That's just too much going on. They pooting and farting and shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll be in the room to fornicate and I'll be back in my bed. But anyway, this girl says the parents sleep in separate bedrooms since they were 11, and it's mainly due to the father snoring. However, the girl noted that at a certain point, her parents acted more like roommates instead of a married couple, so the arrangement fit their lifestyle. Here we go. Here we go. So now you're modeling. Here, here's what people have to understand. These parents are modeling their marriage in relationship to their teen daughter and their teen daughter caught on and it's like what is this shit and she shared the shit on tiktok disgraceful all right so here we go right here oh man hold up for a second it's a ling ling can you guys see it all right jk kind of <laughs> but the long answer is many things i think it started when i was around 11 just because my dad snored so bad but also at some point they became more like roommates versus you know like married people so the arrangement just continued you will actually see this in a lot of asian families for some reason anyways i used to be so embarrassed with their sleeping arrangement growing up and i never told anyone about it to me it just screamed oh my god my family is so fucking dysfunctional but as i got older i made more friends was more exposed i realized that it's kind of normal whether it's in a good what is she doing? In a bad way. I think also seeing it in Eric's family, aka a completely different culture, also helps me feel not alone. But yeah, if you're watching this, you're not alone. I totally get you. I feel like the media is always trying to tell us that families are this perfect unit, but that's just not the case. The internet wants to know why my parents don't sleep in the same room, and the simple answer is dysfunction. JK kind of, <laughs> but the long. Okay, so there, there she is right there. Shout out to this Ling Ling actually bringing this to light, and uh, a lot of people do fantasize 
marriage and sleeping in the said be same bedroom. Let me see if I can pull up a statistic of couples that's that don't sleep in the same that don't sleep in the same bedroom. Couples that don't sleep together. Let's see if we can pull up a quick statistic. Okay, let me see here. Couples sleeping in separate beds. All right, let me see if they got a statistic for us. Um, anyway. Also, people like to sleep in hard mattresses, soft mattresses. Um, if you sleep with a fat woman in the summer, that's going to be a terrible tragedy. Sleeping with fat people, period. Sleeping separately improves sleep quality and reduces stress. How many couples don't sleep together? One in five. Um, they're saying one in five. So we got 16%. This is of a survey of 2,000 people. All right, what about married people? One in five. All right, so that's about the range. Two-thirds, almost two-thirds of those do every night. So one in five and two-thirds of those sleep permanently away from each other every night. All right, so that's just a rough, that's just a rough statistic, rough one. Did I say one in five or one in six? Wait a minute. Was that one in six? So one in five is going to be better. It's going to be 20%. Did I say one in six or one in five? Let me, let me look back. It did say one in five. So I said one in six statistic. So we're looking at 20%. All right. 20% of couples. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be, that's a, that's a significant, that's a significant group. All right, so I said one in five and 16. I thought I, I thought if I said one in six. But anyway, mathematics with CGA. But yeah, 20% of couples sleep separate. Absolutely disgraceful. All right, but uh, I would never sleep with a person permanently. What do we got here? My juke, uh, JC says, my juco asked me to fall asleep inside, man, please, inside of her peace leave. That's not practical. Um, actually going to a separate bedroom. Somebody mentioned this. You can watch your pornography. You can watch pornography, right? You don't have to, you know, cause married people be out here consuming prawn. So, uh, the husband be like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, damn, baby, you snoring. I'm gonna go sleep in the other bedroom. Did you get in there? He like, oh yeah. Where my lotion at? He get in there. He like, oh shit. He locked the door. Where's my, hold on for a second. I can't find it. Oh man, it's gone. All right. He get in there. He locked that door. He closed the door nice and slow. Click that lock so she don't hear it. Like, yeah, it's about to get nasty up in here. He get them headphones on. He dial in. He gets set up. He going to be like, man, this going to be a good one. <laughs> He's going to be like, damn, I can't find my lotion bottle. Where is it at? Somebody stole it. He's going to get that lotion squash, squashy. Oh, yeah. She knocked on the door. Everything all right? Oh, oh, just clean up real quick. Turn off the, uh, take his headphones off. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Mary, man. Mary, man, I'm like, shut up, man. My wife don't know I jerk off. Oh, I found it down here. Hold up. Hey, married women, do you know? Do you know your husband jerks off? <laughs> your husband jerks off a lot. 
married men are like, man, shut up. This is why OnlyFans is popular. <laughs> My man be like, oh, yeah, can't wait. Hey, man, this is going to be good. Ooh, look at that supple ass in. Lord, have mercy. Woo! It's going to squashy. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. All the noises. It's quiet as a church mouse. You got the volume on one, and it sounds like it's on 50. You got the volume on one. You're like, damn. But you got to hear it just a little bit to get off. You're like, damn, I got to hear it a little bit. You crank it up to two, and it sounded like loud as hell. you like, damn. And then all you hear is, psh, 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 psh. <laughs> like, turn that shit down. You hear it? You're like, shit. You get it going. Girl got her feet out. You like, man, boy, she got her feet out. Man, take her socks off. Her socks are all, man. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> you got to turn your volume down. It's all the way up. And they get the clapping cheeks. You're like, oh, let me turn my shit down. Let me turn my shit. Okay, yeah, let me turn my shit. Yeah, let me set it up. <laughs> all right, anyway. Soon as you turn it on, they be like, yeah. Get him, daddy. Hey, everybody knows. Hey, ladies, uh, y'all know. Y'all know, hey, your husband can't wait till you go out and leave the house. Your husband walking around like, damn. You're like, all right, honey, I'm going to go run some errands. you like, oh, good. Uh, where are you going? I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go to pick up some. Uh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go to, uh, you know, cost plus and look at some furniture and lamps. We need a new lamp. Um, for some reason, we're out of uh, napkins and toilet paper. I don't know why we run through it so much, but I'm going to go pick up the Costco and go get some toilet paper. You're like, oh, good. Yeah. OK, good. OK. How long are you going to be gone? You're going to run all them errands? Good. OK. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you want to go? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to go. You can handle it and I'll help you, honey. I'll help you bring all the groceries in when you get back. Enjoy your time. You taking the kids too? Yeah, I'll take the kids too. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then she packing up. She getting her purse. She getting her little purse with all her stuff. She's like, damn, I can't find my keys. Oh, here they are. Here, here, here they are. Here, here, here your keys right here. Oh, thank you. She, I can't find my, I can't find my lip glop. Oh, I found your lip glop right here. Here it is. Here it is. She delaying. You like, damn. <laughs> she taking her time. She's like, man, this bitch don't leave. Leave already. <laughs> so I tell her me to shut up. Hurry up, man. Get out. She get all her stuff. She get to the car. You out there looking through the blinds. Looking through the blinds, you like, yeah, get on out of here. Uh-huh. There she is. She leaving. All right, there you go. You see her dive down the street. You be like, you look at that dive drive down the street. And you give her about a couple of times. You give her about a couple of minutes to get all the way down the street. You like, let me see, make sure she all the way down the street so she don't forget nothing. All right, she all the way down here. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> She gone, you like, hallelujah. 
Here we go. You like, boom, you take your shirt off. Here we go. Straight to the <laughs> You like, boom, here we go right here. You set up, man. You gonna be like, this was gonna be fantastic. She then left you dry for about five days. <laughs> the married men know what I'm talking about. Hey, single men, listen up. Single men, listen up. You wait about a good 10 minutes. You like, yeah, she gone. Oh, hell yeah. It's quiet in your house. You get all set up. You get all set up. You like, let me lay all this down. Let me let me lay my stuff down. Let me get this. You get set up. <laughs> you go right, you go right to the thick pogs. You like thick young paw. Bam. You right up there. You can't wait. <laughs> you about to bust big ones. Flat backs and feet, long blonde hair, thick ghetto booty, fat booty Latinas. <laughs> you about to go crazy. You about to go crazy. <laughs> and then you roar. You pass out with your shorts around your ankles. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Your, your shorts around your ankles. You didn't lost track of time. You didn't lost track of time. And then, and then you hear that key come through the door. You hear that key come through the lock. <laughs> you get up real quick. You get up crazy. You're like, oh, shit, all right. Soon as she get in, what you what what was you doing? You sweating? <laughs> you sweating you in your no shirt with your boxer shorts on in the middle of the living room <laughs> she looking at you like why you got your church socks your boxers and no shirt on in the middle of the living room and why you cleaning up all that toilet paper <laughs> the room smell like <laughs> Hey, married men, <laughs> why the towels and socks out? Why you got extra socks out? Hey, man, why these all these socks out? <laughs> hey, young guys, young guys, let me tell you how bad it used to be. Let me tell you how bad. See, now y'all got your phone, but back in the day, back in the day, we had, um, we had a VCR. We had the VCR. So yo jump, you fall asleep. She come back. You had to cut the VCR off. It <laughs> so she walk in the door. You try to gather your stuff on the video. <laughs> or you stop. You stop, and then you leave the tape in the VCR. You, you all forgot. DVD, same thing. She get up. Next day, hey, um, I'm going to let my kids watch Little Mermaid. You be like, okay, honey. She go, oh, there's a tape in here. She hit the eject button. Juicy Lucy, what the hell? Mm. Juicy Lucy. <laughs> all right. 
Who the hell watching Juicy Lucy? You come in there. Man, somebody must have broke in my house. <laughs> she holding up the VCR tape. She opened up the, v the, the VHS tape like, uh, what you been doing? You don't forgot to pop the damn thing out the tape. What is this? Barely legal Pac-12 girls. Girls of the Pac-12, barely legal. What is this? <laughs> You're like, these girls look like the neighbor girl. That looks like Sally from the Valley. You metaphile, we're going to counseling. She's going to take you to counseling because you out there looking at barely legal girls from Arizona State. <laughs> right, anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's sitting up there, man. She's like, and he has an attraction to younger women. Matter of fact, every time we go out, I do see him looking at younger girls. Sitting up there, man. Yo, it was back in the day. Back in the day. It was a cold, cold game, man. <laughs> Underage 21-year-olds. It's unhealthy for him to like anyone under 26 years old. I mean, half his age, divide half his age plus seven, is the only woman you should be looking at. Right, therapist? Yeah, right. So he should only be looking at 31-year-old women. Anyone under than that is a metaphilia. <laughs> so back in the day bro we used to have it bad we had the remote we had to get rid of the remote get rid of the lotion get rid of the mess we made the towels get rid of everything <laughs> yo it was a cold cold world out there all right the wives are listening to me looking at you like you don't do that do you i don't do that uh-uh <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to you, man. Yeah, it was a whole thing. You had to bring all the, you had to set everything up. All right, get the TV. You got to get the TV remote. You had to get the video. You had to get the VCR remote. You had to get the lotion, the socks. You was just a whole damn thing, bro. Where <laughs> you at here? You couldn't just jump on your phone. All right, anyway, man, look. We got our man, the Dark Side Foundation says, CGA, I finally found out that Tech Lead is getting promoted. And right now, he says, I'm getting trained by him to take his role, possibly a salary bump of 180K for making from making 60K in 2020. By the way, the new intro had me making a face like Birdman. Shout out to you. Hit him with that. Okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Shout out to Tech Leap in the building. He a coach game member. Coach game. Congratulations, brother. Going to make that money. Make that money. Shout out to the boomers. They have magazines. So the boomers, Gen X, we have VHS and DVD. Boomers have magazines. Like they had to get a magazine out. <laughs> like it was terrible. Plumpers. Bucks and blondes and bosoms. And you know what I mean? They had to give, they had to get a magazine out. Hustler and Playboy. Terrible. An absolutely tragic way to go. Yep, they had to take their magazine to the bathroom. I'll be in the bathroom. Absolutely a disgrace. And uh, VHS, oh, by the way, did you know, and congratulations to my brother, the Dark Sound Foundation, for getting his win. <laughs> the Jet Beauty of the Week, yes. The Jet, 
the Jet Beauty of the Week. Yep. Ninjas be tearing all the pages out. Um, do you know that uh, just like the Internet, if there wasn't pornography on the Internet, uh, pornography on the Internet made the Internet popular. Pornography, pornography on the Internet made the Internet popular. But did you know that VCRs, one of the rain, main reasons that VCRs became popular was because of prawn. People don't know that. The fact that there that people could go from because before VCRs, you had to get a movie on a reel. You had to have a projector. Uh, try having try being married to have a projector. You had to get a movie on a reel. And before that, you had to go to a movie theater. You had to go to a movie theater. Now, imagine how degrading or you had to go to one of them places that had a little uh, a little shop where you could just go into the store. Yep, you had to go to Frederick's. You had to go to a store where they had a little curtain. You had to go in there, and then you had to watch from there with a little bit of a room. But you had, yeah, you had to watch the peep show. You had to watch the peep show. You had to get get a quarter. You had to get a quarter. You put the quarter in, in, in your little isolated room, and there's a woman behind the glass. And you put your quarter in. And then the screen go up. And then there's a woman with a boa. Do, do, do. And then she stop and the shade go down. You'd be like, oh, shit, let me give it another goddamn quarter. Oh, man, I think, hold on for a second. You put the quarter in. She starts taking her clothes off. And right before she about to pull her bra off, the shade go down. You'd be like, oh, damn. oh shit. Hold up for a second. She's about to be naked. I bet you I'm about to see them. You put the quarter in. Do, 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 She started taking off her panties. Then the shade go down. You're like, oh, damn. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Man, hustling you out of quarters. you like, oh, shit. Hold up. So look, bruh, it used to be bad. You used to go to a movie theater like Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman, you used to go to a movie theater. It'd be six dudes in there, floor all sticky. You got this, this side of the handle smooth like lotion. This side over here, sticky. And there are six dudes in there with the movie screen. Debbie does Dallas. You like. Well, <laughs> you go sit up in the back row. Let me go on and finish off. Ninja's leaving after 45 seconds, getting up. Dude's like, you done already? Jesus. You couldn't rewind, fast forward. You had to just wait for your scene to come up. I like that right there. You couldn't get to your scene. Uh, but, uh, bruh, man, men had it bad, bad, bad. And I'm going to tell you, now that we're talking about it, we're completely desensitized by sex today. For instance, you guys need so much to get off now. Like you guys are in furries and all kind of crazy stuff. A dude can get off with a JCPenney catalog. Not even Victoria's Secret. He can go to the he can go get the Sunday newspaper. Oh, honey, I'll be back. I'm going to get the Sunday newspaper. He'll go down there. 
<laughs> get the Sunday newspaper, go right to the ads, and then there would be a woman, a several women in bras and pantyhose. And then just be like, oh, yeah. I mean, dude. <laughs> then the Sears catalog flipping, looking at the toys. And then all of a sudden, women in pointy bras. The bras be pointy. Pointy bra right there, right? Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, now y'all need a whole bunch of whole thing going on for you to get off. You need way too much stuff to get. It's crazy. Don't let don't let your neighbor girl. I've been back in the day. Don't let your neighbor get it like a Victoria's Secret catalog. You got that one milf neighbor. She gets a Victoria's Secret catalog. You somehow got it in the mail by accident. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> you got a Victoria's Secret catalog. You're like, what in the world is this? This is before the internet. This is before the internet. You would be gone after this. You'd be like, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. What is this? This is insane. All right. Shout out to, yeah. Tony Parker, beach game for my older brothers. He says, don't try to compete body-wise with the young Thundercats. He says, rock your linen suit, sandals, and a nice hat. Then set up some shades in the cabana and watch them flock. All right, the OGs out here. The OGs out here with that game. All right, let me see here. We got uh, Johnny John says, the accuracy of the wife going to run errors is errands is bar none. Fellas, cop a little life-size doll. He says it's a game changer. Shout out to the Juicy Lucy Volume 8. All right, where do you hide that thing? Where do you hide a thing like that? JC says, I once left the Booty Talk DVD in my mom's disc player. Mm. Yep, I have female roommates, so I'm going backwards on Super Chats. I'll catch them up. I have female roommates that did that. I tell that story all the time. She was hosting a party. She took her TV and VCR connector. She brought it to the living room, and uh, she left VCR. She left Prawn in the VCR. She was funny like that. She was a 304, too. Uh, Blick Panther AJ says, Coach, I land in California tomorrow visiting my uncle, who's also a free agent, mid-50s, no wife, no kids, company owner. I know that your beach recommendations. Can you uh, shout out some food spots? Tito's, tacos, that's going to be down. That's going to be down off of um, off of the 405 if you want to go from that. If you want to chance it and go to Roscoe's, go off of the one, I believe, off Sepulveda. Don't go over the one in Inglewood. Um, um. Um, if you want to go upper scale, uh, go to somewhere in Marina Del Rey. They have some cheesecakes down there and all of that stuff down there in Marina Del Rey. If you're down in Los Angeles, you said California, so that's pretty big down there. Um, then you have anywhere in on the Orange County area. Stay out of anywhere in Los Angeles. But um, it, are you going to L.A.? Yeah, L.A. So if you're in L.A., you know, go to some of the uh, go to the go to Tito's. I think Tito's is a very popular spot. Um, if you're in Inglewood, go to Eminem Soul Food, or you can go to um, Roscoe's. If you're in a upper scale, you want to go to upper scale. Uh, visit any of the um, Roos Chris or any of those. I'm trying to think of some good places down there here in L.A. 
Mo most of the places are in hole in the walls down there. That's that's some of the better places. But um, yeah, is Eminem still open? I don't know. Eminem's can't be open no more. Let me see here. Shout out to Schedule P says, my best sleep is when my house alarm is turned on. Facts. Facts. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna do a show where I go down. Um stay on the coast. Stay on the coast. So you can go um you can go up and down. Um you can go up and down the coast, you'll be good. Okay. Uh Schedule P says my best sleep is when my house alarm is turned on. Me too. Me too. Uh, Harem King says, hey, CGA, is the trad wife a trap? Well, they're all a trap, but just be careful. Be careful because they're playing a role. We got Delta Fox says another alligator came out accusing Jonah Hill of emotional abuse. They're about to cancel him and me to him. So thank you for filling me in on that. I did cover Jonah Hill earlier, but as we know, guess what happens? When one woman comes out, guess what else comes out? Another woman. So this is par for the course. This is why I tell you guys, be careful with these bitches. So we got another woman coming out. No doubt a salty ex. He's about to go down and feel that wrath. Wow. Just, man, I tell you, man, that's crazy. We got, let me see if I can pull this up. Oh, wait a minute. I I, I played uh, Jonathan Majors. I was like, what is this? Jonah Hill. So we now have a second woman coming out here. Okay, we have the first one coming out. All right, I talked about that. Is there another woman? All right, I talked about the first one. But I didn't see another one. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. We got, uh, let me see here. Let me check Cash App. What are we at? Almost a three-hour mark? I didn't intend to go that far. Shout out to DG Seymour says UC Santa Barbara flatback summer edition. Shout out to Isla Vista in Santa Barbara. If um, Isla Vista is still popping, let me know. When I lived in, um, I lived in the Thousand Oaks area, and I went to a junior college out there called Moore Park. Shout out to Moore Park. And uh, when we were at Moore Park during Halloween, Isla Vista was the popping place to go. And UCSB, UC Santa Barbara, is a party school. So if your kid goes there. They're looking to go party and um, flatbacks everywhere. All right. It's a flatback university. Primarily, they do have some minority women there, but you're only looking for flatbacks when you go there. And Santa Barbara also has a city college. Yeah. Santa Barbara City College. I was just going to talk about that. Santa Barbara City College is next to or pretty close to uh, UC Santa Barbara. I mean, it's close. So Isla Vista is, I believe, somewhere near the middle or right off campus for UCSB. It's off campus. So everybody at Santa Barbara City College plus everybody at UCSB party at Isla Vista. All right. So uh, shout out to everybody out there. And uh, Pepperdine, we used to. So I was, again, would go to Malibu for Pepperdine parties. They were a little uppity snooty. All right. They were snooty up there at Pepperdine. But yeah. Uh, we would go out. So I was centered between Malibu and Santa Barbara. And that's where I went to high school. So I would go to Malibu to party. We would go to Santa Barbara and then any other ways at place in between. Yeah, it's a party school, but they're not dumb. You, you guys, you can't get into UCSB. <laughs> You're going to have to have some crazy. You guys have to crazy connects to get into UCSB. Um, 
You know what I mean? It's definitely one of those schools that are somewhat elite. Even though it's a public school, it's an elite, elite admissions. You're going to have to have, you know, wish your kid luck to get into UCSB or get a scholarship. You're going to have to get a scholarship. Uh, we got three more on the PayPal. But I took my daughter to go see UCSB. I used to take my I used to take my kids anywhere we travel. I would take them to the university. Anywhere we would travel, I would take them to the university wherever we go, anywhere we go. And uh, dude, I didn't have a lot of co-parent support on this. It was sad. It was tragic. They would be like, "Why are you taking them there?" <laughs> like, like I would have a meet with the dean. Like I had connections because I worked at many universities. So I would call a coach up. Or I would call somebody up and be like, hey, let me let my kids talk to this admission director. You know what I mean? And get some info. Last time I did that, last time I did that, they made it out like I was committing to crime. <laughs> I was like, yo, took my kid to SMU. We were in Dallas, took him to SMU. We talked to an admission director because um, I know where these campuses are. I know where they're located and I know who to talk to. I'll be like, hey, talk to my kid. And my son was into it. My daughter was not so much. It was like sad. But, um, it's crazy. They were like, man, why you do? Dude, I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy. Somebody says, I know exactly what you mean. They, they, like, they act like you're doing something stupid. So anyway, Jake, Jacob says, San Francisco is overrated nowadays. Last time I went, it was homeless and junkies everywhere, and it smelled bad in the city. Yes. Um, unfortunately, <clears throat> most places you go nowadays aren't what they used to be. So Paris, San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, New York. I just came back from New York. Um, let me see here. There was another one, Seattle. Most of these places now are not what they used to be. So when people say, hey, I used to go to San Francisco and do this or do that, it's not that anymore, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Philadelphia, like Washington, D.C., Unfortunately, man, the good days are kind of gone. You're you you're, you have what you have, so it's still cool to go there. But these places aren't what they used to be, at all. Because I used to go to San Francisco all the time. Yeah, Honolulu, forget it. I mean, Honolulu, Denver. People are naming places. These places, I, I luckily I traveled to these places before 2015. Right, I've been to Hawaii several times, at least five times. I can't even count for certain four times. But at least five times. Yeah, I know I've been to Hawaii four times. All right. Um, I've been to Oahu, which is going to be where Honolulu is. And I've been to Mal uh, Maui. But Honolulu is. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not what it used to be. And because there's no secrets anymore and people run to these places and they destroy them. And uh, too many liberals tend to come to these places and they destroy them. Liberals, and I'm not saying this as a political, but liberal-minded people tend to destroy. You're never going to see it like, you're never going to see conservative, like conservative living people destroy a city. It's going to be liberal-minded people, young people, people that just really don't care, people that come in and out and trash the place. And they'll have liberal ideas, liberal politics. They'll have an artsy, crafty, artsy section. And they'll have the homeless section. All these places have homeless sections running rampant. It's disgraceful. Yep, Chaz Warriors, Seattle. I used to go to Seattle because my mother used to live up there. Um, and I used to go to Seattle. And uh, Seattle was beautiful, man. 
It was beautiful. I used to go up there in the late 90s all the way into the 2000s. Seattle's trash now. I wouldn't even go. Portland was already trash. Portland, Oregon was already trash. They already had, when I used to go in the late 90s, in, in the 2000s, it was already trash. Like the downtown area, Portland. So crazy, man. Austin, Texas is kind of getting like that. You got to got to know where to be. Um, Montana is great, but I don't want to give it away. Actually, about 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, seven years ago, I was thinking about moving to Boise, Idaho. And, uh, of course, the secret got out. Now nah, I can't move there. Mm. All right. But uh, anyway, you guys, uh, once the, there's really no more secrets. So most people go there, they ruin it, and then they get out. All right. We got Ryu, says the Dragon of the East. Oh, I got that right. I got that wrong. He says, CGA, good evening. Sensei Adams, he says, when I walk, I walk alone. When I fight, I fight alone. That's from Akuma, the Street Fighter Alpha. The animation 2001, peace, quiet, and freedom. Free agent lifestyle forever. Hold the line. CGA in the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, be, I used to go to Chicago before Chicago was very bad. And Chicago's a beautiful city. So don't get really, don't get really um creeped out about Chicago. You want to go to Chicago. All right. Um, but do not go to the South Side. All right. There's some places of Chicago you'll probably never go. The Riff Rap, well, recently the Riff Rap did shoot up part of Chicago. Was that Chicago? I can't remember. No, that was somewhere else. I think that was Camden, New Jersey. But the Riff Rap tend to stay away from the areas. They tend to stay away. They tend to stay away. So don't be scared of Chicago because there's some good places tucked away that the Riff Rap don't go. All right, and there's one more place that I was going to talk about, and it just slipped my mind. That has a bad reputation, but you you should definitely want to go to it. It slipped my mind. I'll get to it. Maryland guy says, Coach, I remember sleeping in the same room as my brother on a cruise when we were younger, and we'll be we would be throwing fists by the end. Indeed, yep, throwing them fists, crazy. I can't I can't really live with anybody. I don't care who it is. He says no West Side either. Yeah, there's there's places to go. You can actually do very well over in Chicago, and Chicago's a beautiful city. Unfortunately, they got a bad reputation, so be careful out there. Um, uh, New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans. I haven't been there post. I haven't been to New Orleans post COVID, so I don't know how much has changed. Unfortunately, but it's a good place to go. But you got to stay. Do not venture out in New Orleans. It used to be really bad. Actually, I, I used to go there when it was really bad. And um they had a lot of they had a lot of crazy shit going on. But if you stay on Bourbon Street, you're gonna be fine. All right, you're gonna be fine. But I I haven't been there since like probably before COVID. <laughs> he says New Orleans is never the answer. Yeah, the problem with New Orleans is that it's um yeah, before Katrina, I actually was there before Katrina as well. And uh it was nice. You know what I mean? Like that, you could have some fun. I don't know what they're doing now, unfortunately. I don't know what they're doing now. It's a, it's actually crazy. It's actually crazy. I, again, those places get kind of thrown off because people go there for a certain thing. They ruin the atmosphere, and then it's not what it is. It's not what it is anymore. Mm. Stay in the French Quarter. Uh, Nash Vegas, I heard, is the place to go. I've never been to Nashville, so 
Um, but I heard it's a place to go. So it's definitely going to be on my list. But the problem is most of these places there, you go there and leave. There's nothing else to see. So you go to new, you go to Las Vegas. It's a one mile strip. You go to new Orleans. It's a one mile strip and nothing else. Unless you want to go ride on an alligator on a swamp, a hovercraft or something. <laughs> right. But that's the problem with those little places. And I'm not going to Baltimore. I'm not San Antonio. We could talk. Y'all want to chill? The show is over. All right, the show is over. But um, places to go, because I've been to every state except Alaska. I've been to every major city, some minor cities I haven't been to. And uh, I've seen a lot. So, And I've lived in seven to eight states, or at least eight state, eight cities, seven states. And I've been to, I've been to all of these places, like a couple I haven't been to. Pittsburgh, hell no. No, Pittsburgh, no. I mean, there's nothing in Pittsburgh. Nothing. Western Pennsylvania, you just might want to avoid, maybe go to a Pittsburgh Steelers game. I went to a Pittsburgh Steelers game recently, a couple of years ago. I know I never have to go back to Pittsburgh. All right, there's no reason in, on earth for me to ever go back to Pittsburgh. All right. It ain't bad, but it ain't good. There's nothing to do. Downtown closes at 5 o'clock. I had a problem getting food in Pittsburgh after 6 p.m. Hell no. But it would be good, Leah, if you had a family and you wanted to be boring, all right, go to Pittsburgh. But do not go there and be like, let's all have fun in Pittsburgh. <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, uh, Pittsburgh, never. Never, ever, ever need to go back. Uh, people are talking about uh, Baltimore. Nothing. There's nothing there. Newark, New Jersey. There's nothing. Th these places have nothing going on there. But if you want to go calm, yeah. I've been to Vermont. I've been up in the back hills, back communities of Vermont. I've also been um, over there by the University of Vermont. I played there. No, well, I didn't play there. We played the University of Vermont. I've been up there, and they do have a nice, if I'm not mistaken, they do have nice um, seafood. Like, I've been in this little walking area. I can't tell you where it is, but I've been there twice. Our hotel was there, and I would walk out. I would go get crab cakes and shit, right? Uh, it was a beautiful little area town, but it ain't fun. Boston? Oh, Boston. Boston, Boston, Boston. So uh, uh, Boston, the problem with Boston is it's hard to get around Boston. It's hard to get around. It's a very, it's built in an old time where the streets are narrow. The transportation is weird. Um, they have a very nice area of Boston where they got million dollar homes, these little uh, brownstone type homes there. It's hard to get around. They got construction everywhere. They probably still under construction from 20 years ago. So forget Boston. Um, if you like history, go to Boston. If you like history, go to Boston. Other than that, eh, Milwaukee, forget it. I don't even know why Milwaukee. What would you go to see in Milwaukee? Nothing. Okay. Don't waste time in Boston. Tulsa. I've been to Tulsa several times. Um, shout out to the girls at Oral Roberts. They will give you blue balls. They'll give you blue balls at Oral Roberts. Um, but uh, shout out to the people in Tulsa. It's going to be windy there more than likely. 
They're going to be a lot of pogs. You can get a lot of pogs, like fat, sloppy-ass white girls. If you're a brother, you're going to have your run. Uh, somebody said beer in Milwaukee. If you're interested in beer, you can go uh, to the beer factories there. They have a nice place. Milwaukee has a nice place uh, that they call um, they call a beach. It doesn't look like a beach that I would go to. It's more like rocks, right? It's like rocks. But uh, they have a nice, I want to call, I can't remember what it's called. Can't remember what it's called. But Milwaukee is decent. But they're staying there for what? Most of these Midwestern towns ain't got nothing going on. Fort Lauderdale, if you have a good accommodations, it could be fine. Tampa, I like Tampa over Orlando. Orlando, I would agree. I would go, if I'm going to any place, I would go to Tampa. All right, before I go to Orlando. Orlando is cool one time. They have a great place downtown where everybody congregates. And uh, it's somewhat free. You can walk up and down the street. It's called Orange Avenue down in Orlando. Uh, you're going to see all kind of women there. You're going to see all kind of people there. And if you go down too far, it's going to be some reading rainbow down, tucked away around the corner. So don't get reading rainbowed out there. You ninjas would. So, uh, but um, you're going to see every type of woman, fat, obese, thick, slim. They got everything in Orlando. Okay. Uh, Utah. Yeah. Orange, Orange Street, Orange Avenue or Orange Street in Orlando. On the weekends, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Utah. Um, Utah. Uh, I lived in Utah, Salt Lake City. Um, if you're an adventurous guy, you like the outdoors, Utah is fantastic. All right, you're going to have seasons, all the seasons. It's going to be super hot in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the valley. You can go down to Moab. If you like the mountain bike, if you like the ski, they got a whole bunch of results. They have Bingham, Alta. Um, and a whole bunch of resorts. I'm just can't even think of at the top of my head. You're going to be skiing. You can go to park city, which is about an hour or so away. Um, you can go, you can get, they have a lake, they have a lake. So if you have a boat, all right, you good. Utah, Utah is fantastic. If you're an adventurous, if you a ninja that just like to sit around, don't go to Utah. But if you like to get active, go to Utah. All right. If you like, but you're going to have to have a boat and skis and shit like that. Shout out to Salt Lake city. I, I actually like Salt Lake city, but. You got to be active. Memphis, I wouldn't go. <laughs> yeah, you could go to the Salt Flats. Albuquerque, no. Albuquerque is a waste of your time. There's nothing there. Um, up north in Taos, they have a balloon festival, like a air balloon festival. And if you like art, New Mexico is your place. If you like art, New Mexico is your place. All right, but if you don't like art, you're going to waste your time. Uh, El Paso, forget it. El Paso, there's nothing to do. Um, and then you can't go across to Juarez. Denver, Denver used to be nice. Denver used to be nice. Um, they have a great downtown area. And it's, it, I don't know now, it's somewhat safe. But I haven't been there in possibly about 10 years. But Denver used to have a nice downtown. I don't know what it looks like now. All right, so Colorado is fantastic. All right, I, Colorado's my second favorite state. So if you like, Western Colorado, if you like skiing, if you like, you know, low, low level living, Colorado Springs and Pueblo is for you. If you like to live off the rink, the grid a little bit, go to Western Colorado, Alamosa, Gunnison, um, Durango. If you want to live up closer to Utah, you can go to Grand Junction. I love Colorado. You can go to Boulder. I, I love Colorado. All right. Somebody said Flint, Michigan. I've been through, I've been through Flint. I didn't stop. 
Okay. I didn't stop. All right. Uh, Dallas Fort Worth. Um, I wouldn't waste my time too much there. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But, you know, I, I didn't really. I've been there several times, but Fort Worth, no. Dallas, possibly. Uh, Buffalo, New York. No. All right. Flint, Michigan. No. Uh, Baton Rouge. <laughs> I've been to Providence, Rhode Island. Yes. I've been to Providence, Rhode Island. Providence, Rhode Island is like, uh, it was sort of a shock. All right. It was more ghetto than I thought. So um, there are some great places out in Rhode Island. You got to drive the drive through Providence and go all the way out towards the edge where they have these nice lighthouses and all of that stuff. But Providence, Rhode Island was ghetto. I was shocked. I was like, wow, Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Rhode Island is Rhode Island and Delaware is more ghetto than you think. You're going to think Delaware's ghetto. Delaware got some ghettos. All right. So they wherever there's ninjas, they go be ghettos. And Delaware has a lot of uh, ghetto places there. All right. But uh, uh, let me see here. Nebraska. Yeah, Connecticut is mad ghetto. Bridgeport uh, is ghetto. Uh, New Haven, ghetto. Uh, Hartford, ghetto. <laughs> All right. Dude, those places is ghetto, man. I was like, damn, you think Connecticut is going to be like Greenwich? But Connecticut, Connecticut had mad ghettos. I was like, what the fuck? Bridgeport, New Haven, and Hartford. Yes, Connecticut, Dougish. Do not get caught slipping in Rest Haven. I call it Rest Haven. Connecticut's ghetto. All right, they got way too many ghettos. All right, uh, let me see here. Somebody was mentioning something that I was going to talk about here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on for a second. Okay, I lost it, but I was going to talk about it. I've been to Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, super hot. Augusta, hot. Beautiful, though. Beautiful country living. Very slow paced. Oh, uh, somebody said Nebraska. Nebraska is, yes, I've been to Seattle. Nebraska, man, I've been to a lot of places in Nebraska. I've been to Kearney, Nebraska. I've been to Omaha, Nebraska. I've been to a place called, um, damn, I can't remember, Shadron. There's a university called Shadron State. Um, I've been up there. I ain't shit in Nebraska. All right. I there ain't no reason for me to ever go to Nebraska. Seattle, rundown. It's a nice place. Beautiful. And some of the best places outside of Seattle are, I mean, some of the best places in Seattle are go to downtown, but they have these islands, Orca Islands. All right. They have these islands. You could take a um, you could take a boat. I think it's called a, uh, sh uh, you can take a, um, like a shuttle boat. I think you can even push your car on the boat. They call it something else. But the Orca Islands, if you do get a chance, you can go well watching out in the Orcas. And they have a couple of islands out there where people live and reside. They got a lot of hippies out there. But go out to Orca Islands and get you a nice, um, and nice, uh, bowl of chowder, a ferry. Yeah, thank the ferry. I could, I couldn't think of it. So you can take a ferry out there and you can go to Orcas Islands. You can go whale watching. If you do go to Seattle, do that. Make sure you do that. Let me see here. South Dakota. I've been to the Black Hills. I've been to the Black Hills and I've been during, during Sturgis. I didn't go all the way through, but I've also been up to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. I visited North, North Dakota very, very uh, briefly. I just did it so I can say I was in North Dakota, so it wasn't enough 
for me to get a good indication. But the Black Hill, the Black Hills are cool. All right. The Black Hills where the uh, Mount Rushmore is. Uh, if you're in the area, go check it out. If not, I don't know if you would actually need to do it. But I went to a wedding out there and somebody had it out in the Black Hills. And then I scooted over to go see Mount Rushmore. And um, yeah, somebody said Mount Rushmore. I don't want to ruin it for you. If you wanted to see it, I would not go out of my way to go see it. <laughs> All right, but it's going to be different than you think. It's going to be different than you think for some reason. And if you don't want me to spoil it, I will not spoil it. Tacoma, SeaTac, I'll pass. Uh, Tacoma's nice. Let me see here. Somebody said uh, retiring in Myrtle Beach. I can't say. I don't. I can't say I've been there. Okay, what are we talking about here? Kansas City. I've been through Kansas City. Not enough to actually tell you where the ins and outs are. So I can't really say. I can't really recommend it. I've been through it. He says, can you climb Mount Rushmore? No. So Mount Rushmore is going to be, it's way tucked away, right? So it's way out there. They have a nice little national park kind of place where you can get souvenirs and shit, right? But you can only see it from there. It's like up there. You're standing down there. And it's small. It's guarded. It's super guarded. So you can drive up. You park. You get out. It's like a national park. You can go there. I think I don't know if you know if you have to pay. I can't remember. I think you do have to pay. I think you do. And then they have a gift shop, but you're you're standing way far away from it. And it's small. <laughs> he said you're gonna need binoculars. It's small, it's smaller than you think. For some reason, in my head, I thought it was huge. So on postcards, on videos, them heads look huge. But for where you're standing, it's small. You're going to be like, where is it? It's right there. You can be like, damn. <laughs> you're like, what in the fuck? Like, you're like, I, I thought it was bigger. Now, it's probably bigger if I was standing up next to it. But from where you're standing, it looks small. You're like, whatever. And there also is close to it, an Indian laying down. If I'm not mistaken, in South Dakota, there's an Indian laying down. When you drive up, you can see an Indian laying down. I might be tripping. But it's super small. You're going to be like, yo. Yeah. So when you're here, when you're standing there looking at it, it's going to look like, <laughs> you're like, that's it. So, but anyway, just think about that if you're ever going to do uh, that. I, I've never been to Columbia, South Carolina. You'll need binoculars. You'll need binoculars. Charlotte. I've been through Charlotte and I've been through North Carolina. Unfortunately, um, most of the schools that we played were outside. So I've been to North Carolina A&T. I've been to North Carolina State. I've been to UNC. I've been to North Carolina uh, Central. And I've been to Eastern Carolina. Easter, East Carolina. It's East Carolina University. So I've been at all of those schools. Never been to Duke. And my impressions of North Carolina was, it was all right. Yeah, North Carolina Central, I've been at our campus. Gary, Indiana, never. <laughs> I'll never go to Gary, Indiana. North Carolina, I could just describe it as, eh, it's there. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's super exciting or any of that. Champaign, Illinois, I've been there. We played the University of Illinois one time. 
And um, guys, this, if you go there, it's not close to anything. All right. It's in the middle of nowhere. So it's four hours outside of uh, Chicago. I believe about a four hour drive in the farmland. Aggie. You're in Aggie land. And then the campus is, ends up, shows up there. Beautiful campus. Um, I wouldn't do anything other than go to University of Illinois there or unless I wanted to live just in the middle of nowhere. All right, but Champaign there right there. It's super duper in the country. Like University of Illinois is nowhere near Chicago. Nowhere near. I think University of Illinois might be closer to Kentucky. If I'm not mistaken, if, correct me if I'm wrong. University of Illinois might be close to the University of Kentucky as it is to, to uh, Chicago. Might be possible. Uh, let me see here. Pennsylvania. Philadelphia, stay away from. Stay away from it. All right. Uh, I wouldn't go to Philadelphia. At, am I wrong? All right. But um, Southern Illinois might be close. Look at it. Somebody said it's two hours from Chicago. Seemed like four hours. Is it two hours? I thought it was four hours. Somebody look it up on the map. Somebody look it up on the map. I thought it was four hours away. It seemed like four. Yeah, I got four hours. Somebody said I was wrong. I think it's about four hours away from Chicago. Am I wrong? Like three and a half hours. Okay, like three and a half hours. We were on a bus. But uh, yeah, once you leave Chicago, you're in the farmland. But Pennsylvania, no. Um, Pennsylvania, I would say I've been to Penn State. I've been to Penn State, so it's in the middle of nowhere. You're going to be driving for hours. And it's going to be a little ass exit. It's going to say the state penitentiary. <laughs> it's, it's, it barely is going to say Penn State. It's going to say the state penitentiary, state pen. And then follow that to the a state penitentiary and then go past the penitentiary. There's Penn State in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Pittsburgh, forget about it. All right. It's, it's a nice, cool place to live. And then Philadelphia, no. So eh. let me see here. What do we got here? Green Bay, Wisconsin, very unique city. Very unique city. Very unique city. All right. Green Bay is very you if you're into if you're into football and history, it's a nice place to go. But it's not much to do there. But it's a very cool little city. I did a tour of the stadium. And um it's a very cool little city, but there's not much to do there. Not much to do there. But very quaint. It's a very quaint little town. It's interesting. They have the stadium there, and then you can see these little houses right up to it. Uh, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis is garbage. St. Louis is trash. I'll never go back to St. Louis. All right. St. Louis is garbage. All right. Again, another place. St. Louis reminds me of Philadelphia. Uh, I'm sure there's great things to do on the outskirts of St. Louis, but I'll never go back to St. Louis. All right. Or Philadelphia. St. Louis is garbage. All right, anyway, St. Louis is nothing. There's nothing to do. <laughs> Garbage. There's only the arch there. You're going to go see the arch. You're going to look at the arch like this and go, now what? <laughs> yeah, St. Louis is Philly. St. Louis and Philadelphia remind me of uh, sister cities. There's a lot of sister cities in the world here. St. Louis, I will never go back to. All right, there's nothing. San Antonio. Probably we would never go back. Although their downtown areas like Nashville or would be similar to what Nashville is. They got a lot of bars and honky tonks, which you can walk up in, in and out. At least they did when I 
when I was there in San Antonio. Other than that, other than that, San Antonio is is cool. And yes, there's a lot of big women in San Antonio. Let me see here. I had a couple more. Oregon, Eugene, great area. Um, Soros Corvallis, cool little areas, different than Portland. They're they're in the sticks. So, but again, I mean, what are you gonna do there? I would go to a football game there. I would go to a football game. Boise, Idaho, I liked it. Um, again, there's not going to be much there for partying, but it's very low. Well, at least when I was there, we played there three years in a row at Boise State. I liked it. But um, it wasn't exciting or anything like that. Philly has some of the best foods and restaurants. We got a lot of Philly people in here stand up. Gainesville, never been to. Jacksonville, never been to. Iowa State. Where did I go to Iowa? I've been in Des Moines. I've been in Des Moines. We never played anybody in Iowa, though. But I've been in Des Moines. Not much to write about there. Penn State Stadium is incredible. It is. Indianapolis, um, Rust Belt. Kind of rustic, Rust Belt, hard city. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say there's much to do there. I have a family member that lives in Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah, Penn State is right in the middle of the state. Nothing and there's nothing leading to it. There's not there's no there's no buildings leading to it. It's just in the middle of nowhere, Penn State. Where we at here? We had uh I'm staying in the United States here. Maine. I've been to Maine. We played University of Maine a couple times. And uh again, Nothing really to write about, all right, in Maine. It was quiet. When I went there, it was wintertime every time I went there, so I can't tell you what to do in the summer in Maine. But I've been there at the University of Maine, and it looked cold, and it was a lot of white people, a lot of pale white people, <laughs> right? Uh, let me see here. A lot of pale white people. Let me see here. And a lot of hockey players. I've been to Montana, and I hate to give it away. Montana is nice. Missoula is a thumbs up to me. Missoula is great. Tucked away. I've been to Bozeman. And um, there's another city I've been to in Montana. I've been to these places several times. I like Missoula. Bozeman, not so much. Bozeman was all right. But Missoula was a lot better for me. I thought that would be a place that I could live or at least do stuff. But again, you're not going to be partying, not going to be bored. People are tall as hell. Let me see here. Atlanta, forget it. I mean, if you've never been, I would go. If you've never been to Atlanta, I would go to Atlanta. And um, there's a lot to see in Atlanta, even Georgia. Georgia is great. Georgia is a great place. Even Atlanta is good. But um, if you've never been, I would go. But if you, like, if you've been before, I would not go again. But it's a, I find Georgia to be a great place. Um, Richmond, Virginia is nice. I've been over to University of Richmond. And um, there was a tournament there that I was scouting. So I've been there for a couple of days. I went to the Zaxby's and shit like that. I like the history, the history of Richmond. It's very historical, and I'm into like that type of history period. So you will find some slave quarters, and you will find some Confederate shit in Richmond. And um, there's a lot of humidity and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I like Richmond. I wouldn't go there, per se. 
I've been to a couple of places in Virginia. Uh, let's see here. We just bullshit now here. Let me see here. People said Idaho City. I have been to Idaho. I've been to Moscow, Boise. And have I been to Iowa? I don't think I've been to Idaho. Oh, I've been to um, a place called. Ah, damn, I can't think of the name. I've been to several places in in Idaho. I've been to Moscow, Boise, and it begins with a P. Why is this slipping my mind? Begins with a P. Somebody help me out in Idaho if you're out there. It's a very Mormon town. Idaho State University's out there. And um, Pocatello. Pocatello. Yes, Pocatello, Idaho. So I've been to Pocatello as well. So anyway, Pocatello, Idaho is a cool, small town. A lot of Mormons and whatnot. Boise is more of a city. Moscow, not much there. Small, right outside of... um, right outside of Washington, if I'm not mistaken. So you'll hit Moscow up northern Idaho. You'll be leaving. Um, you'll be leaving where Washington State is. So we played, a, we played a game and we hit, we played Washington State, then we played Idaho. And it was miles away. It was like less than 30, it's like 30 minutes, maybe an hour. All right, from, from, um, where Washington State is. This is like a short drive. Uh, anyway, Memphis, no. Atlanta is cool. D.C., I would say go to D.C. one time. I'm ne- I've been to Raleigh once, uh, like I said, but Washington, D.C., go one time. At least twice. At least twice. Olympia, somebody said, try to say Olympia. Washington, D.C., I like. I like Washington, D.C., but you might not like Washington, D.C., but I like Washington, D.C. If you've never been to D.C., I would go. I would go. Pullman, Washington. Yeah, go to D.C. once. I would not go that much. But I like history. So, I again, I like that period of history. And if you want to get all fuzzy with the FBI, like you're going to see buildings and shit. You're gonna, it's going to look weird. All right. Um. Anyway, we got uh, Coeur d'Alene. I've never been to Coeur d'Alene. Kentucky, I've been to Louisville, and I've been to, well, Cincinnati's in Kentucky. I mean, well, Cincinnati Airport's in Kentucky. I've been to Louisville, not much to write home about. It's a kind of a pass-through small city to me, kind of like Milwaukee and that type of thing. But I wouldn't write home about Louisville. Somebody says D.C. is very southern. Yeah, to me, as a person that has traveled, D.C. is like a southern area especially when you get outside of D.C. It's like the South to me, more than it is the East Coast. Uh, Let's see here. Go to D.C. one time. Memphis don't need to go. Here we go here. Spokane, very nice area. It's kind of like Boise. Spokane, Washington's like Boise. A lot of flatbacks and methanese and shit like that. Knobby knee white girls. All right. Um, Spokane is nice, though. I've been there about two times. It's, It's similar to Boise. In my mind, I would put Spokane and Boise, same same category. Atlantic City, man, don't waste your time, <laughs> all right? Mm. Speaking of New Jersey, don't waste your time. You go to New Jersey, dude, there's nothing in New Jersey. Not a damn thing, all right? So Atlantic City, you wasting your time, bro. All right, I'm just killing New Jersey. 
New Jersey. It's like Detroit. Detroit. Don't waste your time. Do not go tourist there. I mean, you're going to go to some taverns and bars and shit like that. Do not go to, he says, Bergen County lit. South Shore. I mean, like if you're from a small town, like South Shore is like going to go to Coney Island. I mean, same thing, same difference. But I wouldn't waste my time. I wouldn't waste my time, man. Shout out to everybody in Jersey. There's nothing to do. I, I was just going through Jersey from New York to go to Philly. Do not waste your time in New Jersey at all. <laughs> this is like a complete waste of time. All right. Uh, anyway, what city has the finest women? Well, I'm going to be partial to that. Um, I think I did a show on this one. I'm going to say naturally fine or implanted. Mobile, Alabama is cool-ish. I've been through Mobile. Wherever that bridge is, I, whatever that bridge is where you're going across and the fucking water is right up to the bridge, there's this bridge where it's like miles long and there's nothing but a bridge and water. Scary as hell going through Alabama. Scariest shit I ever drove on. That was the only time I was scared to drive on a bridge. It was like on the coast, on the 10 freeway. The I-10, that bridge was crazy. I thought a redneck cop was going to pull me over on that bridge. That's in Mobile. Yeah, that's in Mobile. I was scared as piss. It was on the 10 interstate. I was like, what the f- is this? <laughs> All right, that was the scariest bridge I ever drove on. It was like the bridge and the water was right up to the bridge. And there was nothing but water. It was like worse than Lake Pontchartrain Bridge. I was like, what the hell? I was like, this bridge is crazy. I thought, I was like, you know there's some ninjas got thrown over that bridge. You know there's a nice, you know ninjas in the 50s and the 40s got thrown over in that bridge. All right. Mobile, Alabama is cool. If you like to gamble, you used to be able to gamble there. Uh, but what was I talking about? Uh, the three places where the, what what type of women are you talking about? Okay. He says, I broke down on that bridge. That bridge is, man, I was like panicking. I was like, because I'm not, I'm usually cool about driving on bridges, but I was like, hell no. I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get through this bridge. That was in Mobile, Alabama. Uh Arkansas, do not waste your time going to Arkansas. Please don't. Do not. You're gonna waste your time to go to Arkansas. Please go there only if you got family. Little Rock is a little rock. All right. There's nothing in Arkansas. He says this gator's in there too. Okay, uh, we got naturally beautiful women. If we go in naturally, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, if we're going naturally beautiful, I mean, again, preferences, you guys are gonna have to go with preferences. Naturally beautiful. Uh, I'm gonna go Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Um, New York, New York. Uh, most of them are somewhat natural. They're going to stand out. But when we talk about made up, that's going to be some different stuff. Uh, Salt Lake City, New York. Where would I go for natural babes? That aren't fat? Colorado. That's it. Denver or Boulder. So uh, I would go Salt Lake, Denver, New York. Salt Lake, Denver, New York. Salt Lake, Denver, New York. So those would be my top three. For natural. Um, if I wanted to go with 
made up made up baddies, made up baddies, then I would go I would go Los Angeles, Phoenix, and Miami. Los, a- Los Angeles, Phoenix, Miami for made up baddies. All right, like like baddie chicks. LA, Phoenix, Miami. If I wanted to go with like if I wanted to go black women because you know we gotta include the sisters. If I wanted to go, oh Dallas, Dallas got some. I gotta go throw Dallas in the natural category. So if I would add a fourth, I would put Dallas in there. Now if I was going to get strags, <laughs> all right. If I was going to get strags, I'm gonna go Houston. You're gonna be blown away in Houston. There's going to be too much there. Atlanta and Houston, Atlanta. It's going to be a tough one. Could be D.C. Could be D.C. Houston, Atlanta, D.C. If you wanted country chicks, country girls, country girls, like they're 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 kind of bad. It, it used to be like this. I don't know if you guys know. It used to be back in the day, you would go to a city and the women were different. It's not like that anymore. Now, everybody's kind of together. Everybody has the same. Like, I used to travel before there was Instagram and Facebook. And you would go to a city and everybody would be different. They would talk different. They would walk different. They have their hair and makeup different. This was back in the day. Okay, today, everybody looks the same. So if I was going for uh, country girls, like country, like country black girls, I would go to Alabama. <laughs> I would go to Alabama, like Huntsville. I would go to Huntsville, Alabama, Baton Rouge or New Orleans, and um, somewhere Jackson, Mississippi. If I wanted to go to country ass, thick, uh, thick ass, um. Uh, Corn fred, cornbread fed. If I wanted white country girls, I would go to Tuscaloosa. White country girls. Like uh Southern girls, Southern Bells. I would go to one of the coming Georgia, anywhere outside of Georgia. I would go to um Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And uh and I would go to um let me see here. Yeah, I would go to like Texas, one of the Texases, like Austin or some shit like that. Nashville, something like that. Nashville. North Carolina ain't out. Now, if you wanted some snow cows, like country girls with thick calves, like they big everywhere, like they big, like they solid as a rock. I would go like um, I would go to Nebraska, outside of Nebraska, Kearney, something like that. I would go to um I would go to like big ass country girls. I would go outside of uh hold on for a second. I would go to like Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Iowa, um, Nebraska, corn for like corn uh somewhere outside of Wisconsin. You're gonna get some big old, big old thick Minnesota. You're gonna get some thick at Wisconsin. Yep, you guys got it. Outside of Wisconsin, you're going to get some big, thick-ass white girls. Like, thick. Big old fat feet. <laughs> you're going to get some monsters. They're going to be 5'11", just big old snow cows. 
and they're not going to be fat per se. Their fat going to be distributed perfectly, and it's going to look good too. But big old calf and ankles, yeah, brother. If I wanted some skinny bird chest, bird chested women, I'm going to go to uh, Washington, Seattle, Oregon. Malnutrition. <laughs> All right. If I wanted ghetto chicks, I would go to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis. Some get the ghettoest chicks you're gonna ever find. Milwaukee, Chicago, Philadelphia, Indianapolis, Gary, ghetto chicks. Like ghetto. Like with the side ponytail, ghetto, Oakland. <laughs> All right. You want the ghettoest chick? Yeah, Memphis. Oh, gold teeth in their mouth. Country ghetto. So now you got country ghetto. Memphis and whatnot. Yeah, Memphis. Okay, we got the gorditas. Oh, yeah, you want gorditas? You want gorditas? I'm going to delete this stream, by the way. <laughs> All right, I'm going to edit it. You want gorditas? San Antonio, El Paso, outside of Phoenix. There's some gorditas in New Mexico, Albuquerque, and Santa Ana, California. New Mexico got gorditas forever, or Albuquerque got gorditas. You ain't never going to run out. El Paso, you ain't going to never run out of gorditas. You ain't never going to run out in San Antonio and, <laughs> and Gilroy, California. Uh, Gilroy, California, man, yeah. Gorditas, you're going to have your hands full. Let me see here. San Jose got a lot. I don't remember a lot of San Jose, San Jose, Middle Eastern women, Orange County, Orange County. They're going to be all up in there. Orange County for Middle Eastern women. Uh, let me think here. They're going to be up in Los Angeles, Burbank. I would stay in California for Middle Easterns. Um, just depends on what type. You're going to have a whole bunch. San Diego, yeah, you got to have to go up into the rich areas out there for the Middle Eastern chicks. Uh, but wherever they are, there's going to be money around there. Yeah, Pasadena, it's going to be money around there. They ain't around. You're not going to see them struggle. You ain't going to see no straggle Middle Eastern chicks. The closest to uh, the closest to straggle Middle Eastern chicks are going to be something like um, something like um, Wait, hold on. Straggle, uh, Burbank or something. <laughs> You're Burbank. What's a good city for flatbacks? Um, Phoenix, Colorado, Denver, all the whole state of Colorado. If you like flatbacks, just land in Colorado. Um, Idaho, Boise. They're gonna have some chunky chicks out there too. Out there in Spokane, flatbacks, Scottsdale's, Phoenix. It's going to have plenty of flatbacks. All right, you're going to have your hands full of flatbacks. Oregon, Oregon. It's going to be a mix in Oregon, but there will be some flatbacks there if you wanted them flatbacks there. Nashville probably got some flatbacks too. But, yeah, you're going to have plenty there. Uh, but, anyway. Yeah, dude, I'm going to tell you, the five places you need to go if you haven't been. Phoenix. You Everybody should go to Phoenix. New Orleans, you should go at least once. I would throw Atlanta, you should go once. D.C., go once. Go to New York once, but you got to go. If you've never been to Miami, 
Um, I would go just so just so to look. But if you haven't, if you don't have anything but a hotel room, oh by the way, South Beach is trash. South Beach is an absolutely disgusting piece of trash. All right. Do not spend no time. If you're spending time at South Beach, you are low level, low life. All right. South Beach is garbage. All right. So you got to do New Orleans. I would do Miami, but I would stay the hell away from South Beach. South Beach is garbage. All right. They be doing crazy shit down there. So go outside of Miami, South Beach. Go to Brickell. Go downtown. Go go where? South Beach is a no-go. Brickell is where it's at now. Um, So I would do that. He said, don't talk about South Beach. You got to drive outside of South Beach. Do not go to South Beach, man. Just go there and look at the beach and, and dip. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see here. New Orleans, that's what we're going to do here, the top five. I would say if you've never done it, New Orleans is a must-see. You'll never see a unique city like that. There's no other city that duplicates New Orleans. So that's why you got to go. Um, Atlanta is interesting just to say you've been. Miami for certain. There's no other duplicate of Miami, but you want to have range and go outside of Miami as well. Don't just stay in South Beach because it gets small pretty fast. New York, if you've never been to New York, you got to go. You got to go to New York. I mean, New York is what it is. And um, I would say Los Angeles, but you got to know what you're doing. You got to go what you're doing. Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas is a nice place to visit, right? But here's the problem with Las Vegas. If you don't do Vegas right, do not come out here. I don't know what you guys do, but there's a way to do Vegas, and there's a way to do Vegas. And a lot of people do Vegas, and they ain't getting close to what Vegas is. Now that I live here and I've been here a couple times, Las Vegas, you got to do Vegas. You got to do Vegas. Like, there's places that you haven't, he says, the Motel 6 off the strip. You know what I mean? Like, if you cheaply doing Vegas, it's just not going to be the same. Not going to be the same. So bring lots of money when you go to, when you come to Vegas. If you come on a budget, can you see some things? Yeah. But you got to do it. Circus, circus. Circus, circus. But there's, dude, you got to have money to be in Vegas, unfortunately, man. So bring, bring your cash and be ready to spend. But if you're on a budget, I get it. If you're just going to walk up and down the strip. If you're just going to walk up or up and down the strip, you're not going to do you're not going to have no fun. All right. If you're just going to go in and out of hell tours and casinos and walk around. I don't I don't please don't come to Vegas for that. Save up and go to another place because the casinos, you're going to get lost. Um, Minimum in Vegas. Minimum in Vegas, like if you wanted to do it right. A minimum that you need in Vegas. This is spending money. This is outside of your hotel expenses. All right, yeah. I would say three to five K of spending money. Like three to five K. Of money that you can blow. Money that you can blow. And not just at the tables. Now, if you really wanted to do it up, yeah, you're talking about 5 to 10K. Because um, because 
here's what's going to happen is these shows are expensive. The nightlights are expensive. If you, you know, you could go, you could do fine here, but I'm going to say you're going to need to bring a rack. You're going to need to bring a couple racks, right? And um, it is what it is. So anyway. Anyway, yeah, you got to do the helicopter rides. Of course, if you want to visit the junior college, you're going to want to go to the Grand Canyon. Um, there's nightlife here all day long and all night. If you, you know, if you like to be around safe people, there's there's going to be money to need. <laughs> you're going to need some fun, man. Plan your trip. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to see. A lot of Hoover Dam. There's the Hoover Dam uh, that you can come to Vegas and see. But um, if you want to go to shows, the shows are going to be could be expensive. They could be two hundred, three hundred dollars to go see a show. Pool parties, you can do the pool parties. Yeah, ATVs for the desert. That's going to be five hundred dollars for two people. You're going to want to do deserts. You can shoot out in the deserts with the gun. Sometimes you can take the ATVs out there. So you're going to need three, three K. It'll add up quick. It'll add up quick. The shows are going to be. He says, I ain't blowing 10 to 15K a weekend. Uh, the strip clubs do cover your expenses, but really know how the strip up club operates. And uh, I would go to Vegas strip clubs if you're here. You don't have to, but if you want to enjoy it, I would I would go check them out. Uh, let me see here. Recommend Reno. If you're on a budget, go to Reno, the biggest little city out there. I've been to Reno. I've been to Reno. And don't come to Vegas in the summer, all right? So if you can, avoid it. Come in April. Come in April. It gets hot now, the, like the end of June, all the way to October, first week of October. If you can avoid coming during that time period, you're good. Yeah, the Raiders game. And, uh, yeah, we're going to delete this stream. <laughs> okay, anyway. And don't come to my crib unannounced because I can't show it on YouTube. I can't show it on YouTube, but come during April and uh, maybe October, November, you're going to have a time to relax. And, oh, if you're going to walk up and down the strip, bring some walking shoes, please. Please, some walking shoes. Do not walk up and down the strip. Flagstaff is nice. It's just small. But, yeah, somebody going to get it up. Yeah, October or April, come to Vegas. Best time. Best time. All right, somebody here, let me see here. Somebody said, what's the dangerous cities, most dangerous areas? Anywhere where there's a Martin Luther King Boulevard. Wherever there's a Martin Luther King Boulevard, do not go over there. I don't care where you are on in town. You're going to be in the wrong part of the town. And I've been to Martin Luther King's in two. I've been to Martin Luther King's in a lot of, a lot of cities. It's always the bad area. It's always the bad. It's always the bad area. Please do not go to any of these. Somebody said Cleveland. I would skip Ohio altogether if you're taking a trip. I've been to Columbus. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Cincinnati. And um, I would skip Ohio altogether. All right. There's nothing there. You're going to miss absolutely nothing. If you want to go to Ohio State game, go ahead. Forget it. All right, you're absolutely, and avoid North Las Vegas for sure. But anyway, shout out to you brothers here and uh, always protect yourself. Oh, I do have super chats. I do. Shout out to Crypto Creeper. Do you think other states will copy Florida's permanent alimony 
cancellation policy. Uh, yes, but it's only going to be like Arkansas. <laughs> it's only going to be Southern conservative states in the South. Jacob says, how's Wyoming, Maine, and Montana? Wyoming, I've been to Jackson Hole. I've been to Rock Springs. I've been to Cheyenne. I've been to Laramie. I would not go there unless you want it to be there. All right. Now, it's quiet. These cities are super small. I'm talking about 15 miles an hour in school zones, like slow. So if you want to relax, I've been to the back areas. I've been to like, um, I can't think of these cities' names. I've been to back areas of Wyoming. Beautiful. Beautiful. But you'll be... You'll be likely to have you. It will snow. You will get snowed in June. I've been to Wyoming in June and it snowed. Montana is better than Wyoming, in my opinion. In my opinion. Oh, I've been to Cody. I've been to Cody as well. But I would say, I would say if I was going to live in one of them, I would live in Montana over Wyoming. I've been to, I've been through, but my but you guys got to understand Colorado, Wyoming, they have places where it's 10,000. 10,000 feet high, <laughs> right? It is 10,000 feet high. I've been to places in Colorado and Wyoming. It's like eight to 10,000 feet elevated. Where, Ninja, your blood gets thin. And your, you if you jog up and down the stairs, you get winded. Somebody said, Cap, I've been to Colorado. Look, there's places in Colorado where it's 10,000 feet elevated. I've been there, looked at the sign. Uh, definitely on the western side of Colorado. 10,000 feet. Let me see here. I've been there. Here we go, right here. We got places in Colorado right here. Let me show you. I've been out there on the bus, <laughs> driving on the tour, driving on the bus, playing basket, uh, basketball games right there. Right there, 10,000 feet. They just be thinking I'm lying to them right there. 10,000 feet elevation. <laughs> Someone said 13 to 14 K. Oh yeah. It gets it's high as a mother sucker up there in Colorado. You up there, Ninja. He said, my bad. I ain't need the cap, bro. I remember looking at a sign. I was like, damn, we up here. And then I looked over there. I was like, but I ain't never been this high. It is crazy up in Colorado. And Wyoming, let me see here. Let me show you. Let me let me pull up another one. The place I was in Wyoming. I know for sure it's like 8,000 feet. Let me see here. Let me see what it is here. Let me see what the, uh, I, I can't pull it up. Oh, 7,200. 7,277. The place where I was in uh, Wyoming. It was 7,000 feet up. <laughs> right. 7,277 7, feet elevated. Yep. I was like, God dang, Laramie is 7,000 feet. Laramie, Wyoming is 7,000 feet elevated. So I've been through some high-ass elevation. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Did Jacob, shout out to Jacob. Uh, okay, I got him. Let me check Venmo and all of that stuff, PayPal. Let me make sure I clear these up before I go. Uh, Vail, Colorado got to be up there, 8,000. Vail, Vail, um, 
even the highest peaks up in um um Salt Lake City are super high. They got to be like 7,000 feet. Macaroni Tony, don't remind me of the VCR, man. He says, I got caught up a few times because that darn tape got caught entangled in the VCR. Indeed. But look up these places in Salt Lake City. Like the base of the mountain is 5,200 5, feet. 5,280. Right? But once you go up skiing, it's super high. Shout out to Daryl L. He knows what I'm talking about. Western State University in Colorado. In the men's visiting locker room, there's a sign. Uh, they have a saying on the wall of being the highest gym in the country. Shout out to my brother, Western New Mexico in the house. But um, a couple of places here. Vail is 8,100. Park City's 5,000. In Western Colorado, in Gunnison, Colorado, they had a sign in the gym. I remember that. This is the highest gym in the country. And let me see here. There's one arena. I think it's either New Mexico or there's another arena. Let me see. New Mexico, like at the pit, or I think it's in Flagstaff. I think it's Flagstaff. It's one of these places. You go in the gym, and it says, like, they'll tell you what feet. It's like 7,000 feet. And they'll be like, can you catch your breath? Can you breathe? I can't remember what gym it was, but it was something, one of those gyms in um, the big sky. And I want to say Flagstaff. What is Flagstaff's elevation? Here. Elevation. Let me see what their elevation is. Uh, Damn, it don't say it. Okay, 7,000 feet. Yeah, 7,000. And it says something like, can you catch your breath? Like on the wall of the visiting locker room. <laughs> right? Then you're like, yo. There's another, there's another arena that has something like that. Is it Colorado? No, it's not Colorado. But anyway. But, uh, yeah, there's places where you play, and they will tell you, even in Gunnison, Colorado, they'll tell you, hey, you up here. And, guys, if you've never played in elevation, if you never played in elevation, you've never walked stairs. Like, uh, there's a thing called, I'm, I'm giving y'all way too much information. Um, There's um, places where um, they call it... Um, for your body to get, I can't remember what they call it in physiology, acclimated. It's kind of like acclimated. But if you go to a place where you're from low elevation, say San Diego, San Diego's elevation is 10 miles. Like their elevation is literally 10 miles. Acclimated, I think, is what it's called. If you go from San Diego and you go to like, let's just say uh, Denver, and Denver's 5280. You're not going to be acclimated to the, the world. You're It's dry. and What did I say? 10 feet? Yeah, so San Diego's 10 feet elevation, meaning none. It's not elevated. I said 10 inches, 10 feet. Then you go to Denver. You go from San Diego to Denver, and you start walking up the stairs. You take three flights of stairs. You're going to be like, <sighs> you're going to need two days You're going to need two days of acclimation before you can catch up at least two days. So teams that go play from L.A., they go from L.A., they fly from L.A. to Denver, and they go to Denver and play basketball, and they're there for less than a day or two, they're going to be tired in the first five minutes. They're going to get worn out. You're going to need to call a timeout. 
we would save timeouts. We would save timeouts when we go to high elevation from low. We would save timeouts for the first five minutes of the game. All right, they're going to go up, back, up, back, timeout. Because <laughs> them lungs going to be burning. When I coached in New Mexico, we used to have recruits come out to California. I had two recruits pass out. Pass out cuckoo. Where they were like dizzy like this. They were like this. They were passed out, but they were somewhat, they were still conscious, but they hit like a ton of bricks and you picked them out and it was like cuckoo. That air is no joke. That air is no joke. So um, a lot of Olympians train in, somebody's mentioning that, UFC fighters always train in high elevation. Boxers train in high elevation. Where is the U.S. Olympic uh, training facility? Colorado Springs. It's in high elevation. So a lot of Olympic athletes go to high elevation to train so that they have an advantage. Mexico City, high elevation. So this is why people go and train at these high elevations to get that advantage because when they come back to low elevations, they got a tremendous advantage. If you go from low to high elevation, rap. You're going to get knocked out. <laughs> All right. So somebody says uh, somebody has sickle cell and they, oh, it was an issue playing in Denver. Yep. High elevation is no joke. So never take it lightly. You'll feel it just walking upstairs from low elevation to high. You'll walk up the stairs and you'll be like, <sighs> you'll be like, yeah, man. So anyway, brothers, I think I got everybody. We did have one more jump in there. Shout out to Daryl. And uh, this stream might get deleted because I'll be out here bullshitting. But uh, anyway, we got, uh, did I get Maryland guy? All right, I got Macaroni Tony. I did. And then I got Cash App. Let me just make sure. Jacob, okay, I got Jacob. Anyway, the Denver Nuggets made it to the final at least once more because of elevation. As a matter of fact, the Denver Nuggets used to play no defense. So for years, the Nuggets would play no defense, and they just play offense. And the reason why was because of elevation. So what they would do is they would let you go run up and down the court, and their whole team was just fast. They would just let you shoot and then run down the end of the floor. So they had a running gun team. All right, and so it was an advantage because they were in Denver. So what you'll find is those teams that uh, can run will be in high elevations, right? And then they'll run your legs. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all for being here. And we out of here. Peace. Peace.